lot of it bad, and we try to find the stuff that we think is worth watching. First up is the man responsible for AEW and SmackDown, Brandon. How are you? Couldn't be better, Jim. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Next up is the man assigned the task of Impact, NXT, and Raw, Chris. What's going on, guys? How are you? Chris, how are you enjoying your May the 4th Star Wars Day? Uh, I watched zero Star Wars today. Um, I have kind of morphed into Mr. Anti-Star Wars over the last few years. I mean, they've, they've given us plenty of reason. All... These movies yeah, I, no, it's not even that. I, I just seen them all so many times. I just, I need a break. And the one that I liked, everybody hated. I was like, yeah, maybe this isn't the fan base for me. <laughs> and I'm Jim, and I'm going to talk about as many Japanese promotions as I can handle in a week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. Give us five stars. Here we go. So, another light week as we build towards two events. I think AEW has an event coming up pretty soon, right, Brandon? Yeah, well, tomorrow night is Blood and Guts, which is still just a Wednesday night cable show, but it's a special event. I think it was originally supposed to be something more, but they moved it back to what is right now a a five-fight card, five-match card uh, tomorrow night. Of which the experts, quote-unquote, the experts say that the the main event, which I believe is a, what is it, War Games? Is the main event a War Games uh, match? It's like a, no, it's like a four-way tag match. I think um, that's supposed to take up most of the show. I, okay, just, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm looking at it on Wikipedia here. It's either going to be this inner circle thing, inner circle versus the pinnacle. That's what I think it would be, but... Mm-hmm. That's what we're building towards here. Or um, the, what they have listed last right now is SoCal Uncensored. Uh, that can't be. SoCal no, that Uncensored must be the last Jurassic added. Express. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into AEW then. We'll talk about that. And when we get to the end, we'll talk about Blood and Guts. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought this was a, a subpar week for that show. Um, there's a They do it. I picked up on something this week. I mean, we've been talking about it for a little while, but it really rubbed me the wrong way this week where they – I don't know if this is just wrestling in general, and this is the show I pay the most attention to, or if this is specifically bad at AEW, but they do a lot of time uh, on character development and explaining how you, you get a good feel for who these characters are, but they do very little time focusing on story development, and most of the things that happen in the stories on this show don't make very much sense at all. Um so there's you, you. Everybody has a very defined personality and um, set of morals that you understand, but I don't really understand where anyone's going and what they're doing, and that really stood out this week to me. You know what I'm saying by that, Jim? Does that make any sense to you? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the big pro- big problems we have with this show. Also, the the rankings are kind of silly too. They're a little wonky. They base all their story on on rankings, and I don't know. Their motivation is weird. I just don't buy into the. You know, we're all members of gangs and we hate each other because we're members of gangs. The only ones that really have like a legit beef are the Pinnacle and whatever the other one's called. Elite Circle inner number circle. two. Yeah, Inner Circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I mean, like, they're the only two that I can see having a legit beef. And they just built factions just because they want to get them on TV. We talk about this every week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, not, let's not spend too much time on it. I just wanted to – I was having a hard time figuring out what was going on because everything made such little sense. They start off Adam Cage loses to Adam Page loses to Brian Cage 
but that's just clearly because he's the number one contender in the rankings and they're not going to put him with Omega. So he's just in this spin cycle of matches here until that they come up with a storyline for him. Um, Kenny Omega is they go to this like bus scene with the the all the elite the all elite whatever um, talking about how they don't care about well, this, this and, week and they were this week they were in a in the limo. Last it was a limo. Was, last a week was the bus. Yeah, yeah. Talking about how they aren't afraid of John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Um, Kenny Omega calls him a, a mother father, to which Luke Gallows says, "That's right," because he, he can't curse on the show, and they couldn't think of anything actually funny to say. Um, but he does this thing, which they, part of why I brought up my first point, this doesn't make any sense. He says, if you want to get to me, you're going to have to get through my goons. And the first person that John Mox is going to have to fight is Michael Nakazawa. And he sends him out there like this is something that's going to happen here. And it's like this just makes Kenny Omega look like a dollar store Roman Reigns. The very similar thing. He's got his posse of people around him. But why would he as a leader, send himself up and expose himself to this stupid situation where Michael Nakazawa is immediately going to get his ass kicked and he's going to have to, like, come out and try to be in this vulnerable position position where uh, he doesn't want his, his ankle snapped by John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. So, I don't know. This this I think this, this build is pretty poor. We don't have to spend too much time on this show, but that it was pretty much the same note again and again. Did you guys have anything to say about those? Chris, what did you think about the Kenny Omega uh, Moxley uh, segment? <laughs> All right, so this was the only part of this show I saw this week. <clears throat> and I figured I got some time. I figured, all right, let me watch him wrestle and watch it actually airing. So I turned it on. And Eddie Kingston's in a ring. I couldn't figure out it was Michael Nakazawa. They eventually figured out it was Michael Nakazawa with a computer and a headset that Eddie Kingston was wearing. Yeah, I don't know why he was wearing the headset. <laughs> yeah, Eddie Kingston <laughs> beat up Nakazawa, put the headset on. Um, then Kenny Omega threatened to break Kenny Omega's leg or not Kenny Omega's leg, Nakazawa's leg. Kenny Omega was like, oh yeah, cause he's such a heel. He was like, yeah, I don't care. Break his leg. And then he was going to get another goon. And then out from he the sends, back yeah. <laughs> comes a flopping man who's flopping on the floor. Yeah, he is. Um, and they're not even going to address Brandon this. Cutler. He's Brandon Cutler. Okay, so you have to have watched their goofy shows to know what's going on. No, I understand that. Right. Uh, what I'm saying is, is like, all right, so they kind of address, oh, it's the Young Bucks goon or whatever. But they're not going to address the guys flopping like a fish on the ground for no reason? Like, they don't even pay attention that it's happening. I look up, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And then Mox comes out, and then there's a big to do. I did. And, I did, I got to say, I did yeah. enjoy Kenny Omega in this segment. I liked that he, with his his sunglasses never coming off, was fun. Even though he's getting shaken down, they never. Yeah, well, that's all, that kind of stuff is always good. Yeah, but uh, I just like it. Just made no. It made less than no sense. I think that's what I was probably obsessed with during it. I was like, why would he? put himself in this situation if he's the leader of this elite group that he's immediately everyone's got their ass kicked and now he's like got his ankle twisted up and by john mox and he makes himself look like an idiot like that's not what a a leader of a tv show would do a, a leader of a major faction you don't see anybody else get themselves in those kind of situations so the, the writing it doesn't rock yeah he, really he's got this very well he's got this strange like 
I don't know. He's like the comedy leader of his group, almost like jokes. I think that the the whole the elite it, their whole gimmick is that they're comedy guys. I guess they're the comedy guys. I mean, it's not I funny. Guess. It's not really funny. <laughs> there's there's not no comedy at all. That's the catch. There's no, <laughs> there's no humor. It's yeah, not really the comedy funny. guys that don't make anybody laugh. No. There, there was a comedy segment on this show that it's we get this fight with QT Marshall, Billy Gunn, and, and Co. That kind of leads out. QT Marshall ends up leaving Daly's place, and he gets out to the he had hijacked the American Nightmare tour bus, and he's walking out to it, and you can very clearly see through the glass door window Cody Rhodes' bleach blonde hair is just staring at him out the window waiting for him to open the door <laughs> waiting for his cue <laughs> that was hilarious and he opens the door and he's like oh my god he gets attacked by Cody Rhodes and funnels out into the parking lot and what, do say, of, what do you think of what do you think of Komorotover or whatever his name is Komoro, Komoroto, the giant dude the hairy giant dude Again, I I'm confused by his motivations. Like I don't I don't know what it, what any of these guys are gaining. For. They don't they didn't do any investment into QT Marshall as a coach or as a leader or someone that you would want to to back and smash Dustin Rhodes over the head with random objects for. Right. So all of these Agogo, Camaroto. I don't I don't know what, why these people are doing what they're doing and it doesn't is it really pulling me into the TV show too. A go go Kamarodo, why you do what you do. This is uh this is not good. <laughs> it's it's good this is like really bad, man. <laughs> so Brandon, how about the bus? Okay, so they get <laughs> explain let, let me let me frame this first. Okay, so you mentioned Cody Comes out of the bus. He's hiding in the bus, even though you can see him in plain sight, in tinted windows. You can still see his bright white hair. Now, I laughed at that, and then I walked away for a couple of minutes. And then when I came back, go ahead. Yeah, this was my, by far and away my favorite part of this, this episode. So of the show. ridiculous. They go, QT Marshall is trying to escape Cody Rhodes. So, so where would you escape to in a parking lot with the tour bus in it? He climbs up the back of the tour bus, and now he's in the least escapable position possible. He's he's just on top of a bus. He can't get off, and here comes Cody Rhodes right after him. And somehow in the meantime while this is happening, they have, like, unleashed a, a crowd. So by the time they're fighting on top of the bus, there's, like, 80 people have now moved up to the bus and are cheering for Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes just puts him in a, a figure four leg lock. And then, a, 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 excuse me, I left out one part. A referee comes up the ladder yeah, and, like... and starts officiating this this top of the bus grappling contest. And... I, I like that the, he does. He puts him on a, all right. Of all the things he could do the most injure him, probably the figure. He should have just thrown him off the bus. Like, get the fuck off my bus. Off bus. No, he's like, yeah. you know what? I've got a higher elevation now. My figure four will be more impactful on top of this yeah, bus. I gotta That's make how I'm going to go. Submit, submit this friend. guy. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? I, what, can, what is there to say? <laughs> I mean, jeez. Just hearing this, it sounds like they're now, they're, they're trying to... This is so, like, 90s NWO 
you know, whereas we're going to go outside and all these crazy things are going to happen. It's going to look really real, but it doesn't look real. Well, we talked about it before. It's, it's like, it's, it's just atti- like, it's attitude era 2.0. It's yeah. Just, it's, it's, well, you know what it is. And it's like back to what you said before, where they have, it's almost like you have guys that are, whoever's writing for them or coming up with these ideas uh, is they're taking what they thought was cool and wrestling when they were kids, but they have no idea how it was all strung together to make sense. So you have vignettes that describe who the characters are, but you have no storyline in which they're there. There's no reason for it. So picture the Mr. Perfect thing, right? Which one? And he's the old Mr. Perfect. He's doing shooting hoops and okay, like pool doing everything and diving perfect. perfectly. Yes. Yeah, those old vignettes. Picture all them, right? And they lead up to Mr. Perfect showing up. And then Mr. Perfect, we haven't seen him wrestle it yet. And then he just comes in for some reason and attacks somebody. We don't know why. And he's got a bunch of dudes that you never saw with him with no explanation why they're his, his friends or that they don't like the guy why they attacked. Right? Yeah. And then you have, like, the stuff outside. Whereas there was, like, this, like, you know, and it was, it still had a lot to do with the fact that there was a lot of people out there that there was still that inkling of this. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's scripted and all, but, you know, some of it's real. There is still a little bit more of that in the 90s. So when Scott Hall shows up, people kind of weren't sure if he, does he really work for WCW or is he still with WWE? Is he invading? And then there was this, then Diesel shows up and it was kind of like, this is why we're here and we don't like you. And now we're just going to wreak havoc. And it was like linear. They they weren't. It wasn't just like, ah, fuck it. You're here now. Let's fight on the outside. Like, why is he throwing right. Rey Mysterio against the wall? We don't have any idea. They just both showed up on television at the same time and he chucked them into a wall. So we're WCW. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. But WCW after WCW had already done WCW 30 years ago, <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 I, the only reason I bring this up specifically this week is because after watching almost the same storyline play out on SmackDown, which we'll get to the writing on AEW for supposed to be like the alternative, I don't know, maybe more mature audience show is notably worse. I have no argument there. <laughs> no, I can't say anything about it either. Uh, anything else about AEW? No, we got blood and guts this week, so I don't know if we want to go through this or not. But I, Omega and Nakazawa, is, Omega and Nakazawa is, is, are facing off against Moxley and Kingston. Uh, we got Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall. Finally, the big build everybody's been excited for with the a little inner circle versus pinnacle blowout. <laughs> The and big build that everybody's excited for. Yeah. There's no QT one. Mar- QT Marshall. Okay. Yes. and T. Marshall. It's Jones. Yes. He is. Who is he? Exactly. He's, he was. A, so he is like, like you said, he's oh, leading yeah, a faction. Block. That's it. Okay. Okay. Cody Rhodes. We know who Cody Rhodes is. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you never watch, if you watch wrestling when you were a little kid, right, and you saw this guy with blonde hair and his last name's Rose, you kind of figure out that Dusty's who his dad brother was. Or his dad was he, Dusty. Yes. Dad was Dusty. Uh, Gold Dust. Bro- okay. All right. So there's some sort of like, okay. So this guy obviously turned the show. He's obviously somebody on the show. QT Marshall was an indie wrestler that quit NXT. That was never on television. And we're leading to the big blowout 
between the guy who you can if you don't know wrestling you kind of figure out who he is versus some dude. some dude some dude that could be like a security guard i don't know who the fuck he is yes just some dude <laughs> this looks like a meathead I, I don't get it all right let's go I, through the card how about that brandon i got yeah. the card in front of me okay all right so uh starting off we got socal uncensored who are christopher daniels and frankie kazarian versus jurassic park jungle boy and luchasaurus <laughs> versus the varsity blondes griff garrison and brian pillman jr versus the acclaimed anthony bowens and mask max caster uh, the winner, of course, classic AEW, gets a future tag team championship match. Brandon, it's your show. Who you got? Well, SoCal Uncensored is existing under the premise that the next time that they lose, they're no longer a tag team. So they obviously are going to win this one, and I'm sure that the Young Bucks will, will end them at some point in, in true all-elite fashion. And correct me if I'm wrong, they also said in this past episode, we're going to take you out. We don't like the way you're acting. You're an idiot. And son, called him a bitch or something like that. Called yeah. him an asshole. Yeah. And a bitch. Got to sneak an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, very, very. Uh... I think it's Soak Out on Sensor takes that one. Chris, you want to take a guess? So, you know, before you said that, the first thing I was going to say is that out of all those teams that are on that match, why is SoCal Uncensored even fucking in it? Yeah, it's storyline wise. You got, yeah, you got 640 year old. <laughs> Christopher Daniels. I think but don't get me wrong. He's 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 not a bad wrestler, but he's you know he's up there. He's getting up there. Right. And Kazarian, who's you know not young, and then you have six dudes who are just getting their careers started. Right. right. Yeah. So I, that it doesn't make any sense. But knowing the storyline, you just guys said, I would assume that that would be um, SoCal Uncensored would win that. And I think we already got recently we got the acclaimed for because the other guess for me would be the acclaimed. But I think we got them versus the Young Bucks recently. So you want to push that down the line a little bit if correct. Yeah, yeah they sense, were, But yeah, wasn't it was the acclaim that was bitches and hoes with yeah, my yeah, radios? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Right. Excellent. That's an excellent rendition. All right, next up, uh, Britt Should Baker. I found the rap. I can do the rap again <laughs> if you want me to. Chris found his paper notes. <laughs> Uh, next up, Britt Baker with Rebel versus To Be Announced. Do we know who it is yet? We don't, right? We don't, no. Maybe we'll find out on the, Monday. The, the the unfiltered excitement for this one when it's the number one contender versus an unnamed opponent. Yeah. I can only imagine where this goes. You couldn't have built something. And once again, let's uh, put it out there. Uh, Nine o'clock, a women's match came on, including two dudes at ringside, and it was whatever, and it was revolving around a dude storyline. And but thirty percent of it was in picture in picture, which picture then picture. doesn't make it doesn't make it then. Was, I'm sorry, was that the alien versus the girl that went to Northeast High School? Yes, yes, right, yes, Correct. Northeast yeah. Philly High All School, right. yes. Yes, okay. Uh, next up, Kenny Omega with Michael Nakazawa, with Don Callis, versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I mean, this is fucking writing on a wall. Nakazawa gets pinned. <laughs> Yeah, right. right? This I mean, is just yeah. a regular <laughs> TV show. I don't know why they have this listed like it's a pay-per-view. All right, I'm just going to move on. Next, uh, Cody Rhodes. Go ahead, Brandon. Do you have something to say? No. Goon one goes down. Yes. Next up, Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson versus QT Marshall. Chris, what's his name again? QT, Q N T Marshall X Jones. There you go. With <laughs> Nick Komoroto, Anthony Ogogo, and Aaron Solo. Solo. How many fucking O's are in these names? Team O. Who you got, Brandon? 
Uh, I'm going to guess the guy with an entire gang behind him is, is going to overwhelm Arn Anderson and Cody Rhodes, and we're going to drag the story out even longer. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Brandon. I would assume that the guy that has all the young, svelte <laughs> wrestling dudes is going to beat the dude that's hanging around with the old guy with the gut. Yep. So, yeah. I think Aaron, Solo, gonna... I think Aaron Solo is Bailey's husband. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm just they, I think they just got divorced. Did they get divorced? It's probably because yeah. he's hanging out with QN and QN and T Marshall. And I can't Jones. handle all these conspiracies. They I can't them. handle these experience, conspiracies and uh, <laughs> buckets of buckets of uh, dehydrated food packs that you're selling. <laughs> <laughs> the frogs are dead. If, 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 Infowars.com. <laughs> I got a bunch of that stuff as a Christmas gift from a family member. It's it's all labeled food for patriots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real quick before we move on. Uh, so I checked out one episode. We talked about it last week. You had mentioned that QAnon show on HBO. Brandon? Now, did you watch the entire thing? Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> you're on mute. I did, yeah. Uh, I made it about... 10 minutes into the first episode i was like i'm not watching this i think it's because it's kind of like a freak show and i looked forward at the other message at the other episodes and i was like it's just them talking with these weird people who really believe it and it kind of seems like seems like a circus to me should i keep going or is it just tv to make fun of weirdos um it's yes and yes if you want to watch that then then I would keep going. I thought it was entertaining because yeah. it's the build of what QAnon did to this country and how easily manipulatable it was. The reason I use that analogy is because QAnon was had this giant hype train behind it, whether you like it or not. And when you take a peek behind the curtain, it's just a bunch of weirdos uh, living in the dirty apartments covered with fast food actually pumping this information out. And I think that's a pretty apt comparison to uh, the one and only Dave Meltzer and his five star ratings that exist in the wrestling world, or or AEW. <laughs> yeah. right, let's move on. All right, uh, the main event, the Inner Circle. Should I go through all the names? Please Ver- do, because they're not Chris, on TV enough. Chris Jericho, <laughs> Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana and Ortiz versus the Pinnacle, MJF, Wardlow, Ten Guy. Cash Wheeler and da- uh, Dax Harwood, a.k.a. Ten guy. With, with Tully Blanchard. So this is a blood and guts match, which I think by definition is a war games. Yes, it is. It's a war games is match. It? Yeah, okay. War games. They just can't use the name. So who you got, Brian? Um, I think the inner circle who came out like wild hogs this week on their motorcycles are, are going to win this one. Chris, who you got? I, uh, yeah, yeah, yo, but heels, the heels, heels always lose war games. Do they though? Yeah. I think until recently. Yeah. The heels always lost war games until I think last year. Uh, Sammy Guevara is coming out first. He mentioned that in picture in picture. Did you see that Brandon? No, I didn't. Cause in the, if you watch the online replays, anything that's picture in picture, does not exist on that so whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. wait a minute whoa, 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 whoa. we saw cut it out completely wait a fucking minute first of all okay that sucks for the women but you mean i don't have to sit through two hours of fucking aw it's it was 93 minutes last week 
Oh, okay. So it's not really. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not plus plus about eight minutes of of uh, Ads. Commerce, yeah. whatever. I got three letters for you. you. D V R. Yeah, I do that, but I always forget yeah. the skip ahead. And yeah. with the picture in picture, I get distracted. Anyway, um, all right. I I think that Jake Hager and Wardlow are going to take each other out somehow. That whole maneuver. Maybe we can work towards them actually Hager actually working in the ring at some point against Wardlow. I think that's like well, they had that match a couple months ago, but right. yeah, yeah, like I think that's that's a money feud for two big dudes. It's a spectacle, but I think the baby faces win this, right? Yeah, this is like the long term handoff from Jericho here, so yeah. I think that he's going to keep winning in the short term until he wants to. I don't know, move on with his career or go, take go a little do, bit more back. Go, yeah, go for a tour with uh, – whenever he's allowed yeah. to tour with uh, yeah. Fozzie again, <laughs> he's going to go. Yeah, I mean, that's – that's. I would assume that that's coming soon. Right. Right? To some yeah. parts of the country. So, yeah, he'll, he'll, as soon as he gets the opportunity to tour, he's going to go. All right. Are you excited for this at all? Oh, also, um, Mox versus uh, – Mox is going to wrestle Yuji Nagata. Yuji Nagata is fighting for the New Japan – U.S. North American US, title or U.S. title. U.S. title. He's, he's going to be a, on AW this week or next week? Two weeks? I think it's next week because you had made that post and I had done the. I, I thought about it. I was like, well, you know, because they, <laughs> they were joking that they're going to bring a 50-some-year-old man in here and not quarantine him. But I don't know if he's on New Japan Television or on their cards on their shows right now. Yeah, just more. So, I mean, if you fly him, you fly him in, and then there's that's he might already be here right for all we know. That's what I'm know. saying. Yeah. He's it's probably a two-week period. That's why oh, he's coming. Oh, no. Maki Ito was on a live show in Japan and showed up for three days later on AEW. Yeah, that's days, true. So. I don't know. I'm, I, I think that'd be a fun match. I'm not going to subscribe to the unmentionable uh, company just to watch it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll watch them on on uh, U.S. television for sure, right? Yeah, it'd be cool to see Yuji Nagata on U.S. TV. He could still go. Yeah. At 50-whatever he is. So are we excited for um for blood and guts at all, Brandon? No, I, I will probably watch a Phillies game over this live and then and then fast forward through it at, at eight o'clock in the morning on next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, are you gonna watch it live? Yeah, I'll watch it while I'm making dinner before the podcast next Tuesday. <laughs> okay. I will probably I know, it watch. Depends it. on what I'm doing. I, I watch. I, you know, I usually I watch it at work. Shows. I watch it at work sitting down. So, I got weekend. some new stories I'm watching. Sorry. Yeah, same here. Any stories involving uh, yes, super, yes. Uh, animated superheroes? Are you yes, hooked? Yes, animated superheroes. Uh, I am interested. I'm not hooked. But I um, I like to watch things once a week. I'm a big right, fan yeah. of one-hour one weeks. It's a Sunday night show for me. Well, uh, we're talking about Invincible, Brandon. Did you watch this? No, I don't even know what that is. Okay, it's a, anime, it's a superhero animation on uh, Amazon Prime. So uh, when it, Amazon Prime, when they release stuff, it's weekly. So now you're playing catch up. If you had caught it at the beginning, you'd be stuck weekly like I am. Well, now it's over. But, but I, I actually enjoy, even if I have it, even if, like, because I can watch them all right now. But even if I do, I kind of like to save one because you never know. It's like you hate, you blow through the whole thing. And then like next Sunday, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I can play Elite Dangerous and hunt the same pirate for six hours. So. That too. Brandon, do you know what Elite Dangerous is? No, I don't. All right, we're we're dorks, so we're playing space games where you basically are space truckers, space pirates. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I chose I chose the life of it right now. I took. I'm you're not, the pirate. You're not playing Retro Mania or whatever. 
Oh yeah, what happened to that? Uh yeah. Um it's uh at a Collegeville PA? Yeah, it's I do play it. Um it's <laughs> I'm not gonna Are say Are you watching it's... TV right now? You look like he's watching <laughs> no, TV. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm <laughs> trying watching to think of my words. Thinking of my words. I'm not Seinfeld's watching TV. On. He's watching Seinfeld. I turned it off. Um no, I, it's 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 cool, it's fun, but when you grew up, I have a hard time when you grew up in the in the era of those games, they are entertaining for five minutes, yeah. and then it's like I remember this, I remember why the games better are now better. Don't I, stop. I think when you have younger people playing games that are based uh, uh, on games in the '90s or retro games, right. for lack 16, of a better way to put it, or 16-bit, right? Yeah, like when you, for lack of a better way to put it, yeah, like retro or whatever you want to call it, there's some kind of novelty to it. But, you know, when you suffered through that crap, it's kind of like, yeah, this stinks. And we moved on. It's cool. And the characters that are in it are cool. I mean, you get to be Jeff Cobb. Right. You get to be Johnny uh, Johnny Mundo or, or John Morrison or whatever his name is. Johnny Retro in that. The Blue mm. Meanies in it. Uh, Nikita Koloff's in it. Tommy Dreamer's in it as fat. House of Hardcore Tommy Dreamer, you know, so it's it's got some fun parts to it, but it's um, it's it's like a novelty. That's the same thing I was know? playing uh, Fire Pro Wrestling, and I played like one match, and then I just went and downloaded all the skins that I wanted, and I just played as a GM. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's so boring. I'm just looking know, at stats. I don't watch any matches. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what though, if, if somebody comes over and we we hook it up, I would play it. I would play it against somebody. Had a lot of fun. I mean, right. just, those old Nintendo games are a lot of fun when you play against somebody. But um, yeah, as a game on its own, I recommend it if you're a wrestling fan because it's got guys in it that you would never see in a video game. You're not going to see Zack Saber Jr. in a video game anytime soon. You're not going to see Nick Aldis in a wrestling video game anytime yeah. soon. Right. So it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's cool, and I suggest it. It's only I think like twenty or twenty five dollars. It's not the full price of a game. And what's the full name of it again? It's called Retromania, I yeah. believe. So yeah, I, I give it a thumbs up. Have fun with it. Cool. Especially if you have a Switch, because it's good for the handheld. See? We waited for that review. We finally got it. Months. Yeah, finally got it on, ac- on accident. Thank you for the impromptu review, Chris. Yeah. Appreciate that. I wasn't prepped. Sorry, but that's all right. All right, real quick. I'm going to go through this. It's actually really important. So, uh, AAA, it ties into um, A-dubs. AAA's uh, had a big show. I can't find What the fuck was it called? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, tri- it wasn't Triple Mania. They had a big show. But they <laughs> announced, Mania? It wasn't Fantastic Mania. Oh, but okay. they uh, announced a couple of things. First of all, Andrade... Well, let me go through the other stuff first. So, Triple uh, A is returning for Ray de Reyes. Ray de Reyes, they are coming back, yes. But um, uh, Diano Perazzo came out and challenged Fabi Apache. Diano Perazzo is the Impact champ. So they're going to wrestle. So they're working with AAA now, like unfiltered working with AAA. And then Andrade did a promo where he challenged Psycho Clown, who's a guy in AAA, who I went and saw in Camden, New Jersey, in a soccer field in the freezing cold. And uh, he also challenged the mega champion of AAA, who is Kenny Omega. This is kind of a big deal. I, I don't know if – maybe people that just watch WWE – don't realize what a big star uh, La Sombra uh, 
Cien Almas Andre was, but this is a Andrade was, but this is a big fucking match. Brandon thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm not that I only watch WWE, but I definitely missed La Sombra, so mm-hmm. I'm intrigued as someone that was introduced to him as Andrade to see like how one I'm aware that they've whipped on him pretty badly, but I'm excited to see like hey, what was I missing here with the with this junk booking, right? So I definitely want to check this out. Um, I like that he's getting engaged with the company like this, and it, and uh, didn't go to Ring of Honor. I think I, we were all rooting against that. So right. it just seemed like logical that he would go to Ring of Honor, just because Rouge is there. Yeah, but we just we just came to the we just figured that there was that. But but you know we we really don't think about it because we don't see too much of it with like AAA. You know, it ain't like they're not not paying. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if they want him back, he's going to get paid right. to come back. Yeah. Even if it's so, for a and, few shows. And and to us, it's like, oh, well, it's AAA. But to people in Mexico, it is the fucking shit. Well, I'll get to that. You know in what second. I mean? Yeah. So also, um, a new company was announced. <laughs> it's called like, Federación <laughs> Wrestling. So the way it was presented, you get this like youtube video of this ridiculously proportioned mexican lady proportioned hourglass like in ways that you couldn't imagine an hourglass to be shaped she's in in like a mansion but it looks kind of like an abandoned building and she's talking about creating the greatest wrestling promotion in the history of the world and how stars from around the world are going to come wrestle there well a bunch of people announced that they're going to be with this company, I'm not going to go through the list. It's because a lot of them I don't know off the top of my head, but and I didn't write them down. So, um, but CMLL, the other big company in Mexico, is fucking pissed that these guys are going to go wrestle for them. I think Pe- Pentagon is going to go wrestle for them, and Ray Horace is going to wrestle for them, and there's a bunch of American people from Ring of Honor that are going to go wrestle for them. So CMLL canceled. They canceled their agreement. They're they're talent agreement with ring of honor now so i would imagine roosh is going to go bye-bye all those guys that are over there bandito they're going to have to choose one of the things about lucha libre it's still that very old school um wrestling mentality where your guys can't work for the other guy or i can't work for him it's not wwe is a different animal wwe is a huge corporation with a you know an actual payroll there's no honor system, really. It's a payroll where you're on a list and your social security's there. Social security number's there and, you know, you're an employee. This is like, you know, like old school wrestling and they're pissed about this Federation wrestling. And I'm stoked because it l- seems like they're building it a lot like Lucha Underground and I'm fucking hype. Chris, you're familiar with Lucha Underground. What do you think? I mean, if they were able to do Lucha, something and even remotely similar to that um, would be absolutely amazing. I think that Lucha Underground was probably the coolest thing in professional wrestling that happened in the last 10 years. It was very um, fucking awesome. I love it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I mean, they had some issues with they didn't uh, – I know there were some contractual issues with some guys where they didn't really understand what they were doing, getting these guys into with wrestling, not understanding that it's irrational to ask a wrestler to not wrestle anywhere else while you're not shooting for a whole year. Right. And I don't think they understood what they were getting into with that. But, I mean, it was a phenomenal television show. Had some of the best characters that I can remember on anything. I can't remember being that excited uh, about 
wrestling in a very long time. Week to week. It was a weekly show. It was an hour. Yes. Yes. And it was laid out perfectly. It was laid like a great They had, you know, and everything that we hate about the Fiend storyline was done to perfection in Lucha Underground, where you had 100%. basically the same people, meaning the same kind of characters, mystical ghosts and spirits and a spaceman that came from outer space and a man that was a dragon. And it lived underground. But it was fucking amazing. It was completely it was, believable. Brian Cage was actually a machine. He was a machine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just like... It, I mean, look, they were at the point where they did everything so well on that show that Sammy Callahan... Yes, he was awesome on that show. He was awesome. (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah, and it was a shame that it went. What did it run for three seasons? Three seasons. It kind of lost me in the third season. It got. Yeah. They had some weird contractual stuff. No more Pentagon. No more. Yeah. And he was pretty much like the arc over the first two seasons. Yeah. You know, he was the main. I I think it's safe to say, even though, who was it? Prince Puma. No, it was Prince Puma. And it was. Ricochet. Mil Muertes. Yeah. But then they had the gang with Big Rick. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, yeah. All right, listeners, if you've never watched this, go out of your way. I think it's on Netflix still. Uh, Is it still on Netflix? I'm not sure. It is totally worth watching. You'll see so many dudes that are in AEW and WWE right now, and you'll be like, holy shit, this show's fucking ridiculous. It takes – it's a long season. I think a season's like 40 episodes or something like that, but – once you get past that first five episodes where they're kind of building and they weren't really sure what they were doing, oh my god, it's amazing. The episode where friggin' they sent the Asian assassins and it was Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, yeah, and Mayu Iwatani. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was the, the Black Lotus. It was it was Black, the Black Lotus. Lotus Triad. Yes, oh my god. And yeah, they were Asians, was... so they were just they were just Chinese mercenaries. Yeah, but but the uh, the other part was that uh, that always stuck out to me was and and I wasn't sold on her. She got on my nerves. Was Taya. But when Pentagon was just kicking her in the ass over and over and over and over again, Brandon, Brandon, and they had I, it. I, we've we've been talked too much. Go ahead, Brandon. Thoughts on this? No, I, you guys, please feel free to keep going. I, okay, I was Chris. just going to jump in, and, jump in, and say that this is still on Netflix, and this is I haven't watched nearly as much of it as they have. But you know, in this time of year, if you're listening to this podcast, where it gets pretty dull, this is an awesome palate cleanser if you still feel like watching wrestling and actually enjoying yourself. Yeah, that's one of the catches with right now. This time of year is we were all having a hard time watching wrestling. This is a good excuse to go watch something fun. Chris, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to get Brandon's opinion no, on that. No, ahead. that's okay. Go ahead. I, uh, I I wanted to see. I don't. I I checked on Netflix. I I don't see it. But um, if you, if it's not on Netflix, I'm not trying to contradict you. It is on Tubi and it's free. I just looked it up. So either one, whatever. Um, no, I mean it was it was. I remember when it was coming out. It looked amazing. It was difficult to get because it was on El Rey, which uh, Comcast or Xfinity in Philadelphia didn't carry. I actually went and spent the extra money to get um, what was that streaming dish network called? There was a streaming dish network cable system and it had El Rey on it. Uh, and I spent the extra money just so I could watch Lucha Underground every week. Um, but buy, yeah, if this I, is any. I <clears throat> that's what I did later. Hard. Um, and it was funny cause I had, I was living in a house with a couple guys and this girl had moved in and I just met her and she sat down and I was watching, uh, Brian Cage versus Sammy Callahan, I think versus somebody else. And she looked at me, she was like, this is the greatest television show I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> so I, you know, it, it was a, it was a hell of a TV show. Um, and it's a shame that, 
people who do it all the time can't seem to wrap their head around storytelling like these guys did they for just, three years. Oh, man, they managed to bang it out. I think it was the producer from Survivor. Some One of the big, like, late 90s, early Oh, what's that guy's name? Mark he was something? the ultimate fighter guy, too, I think. Yeah, like one of the big... Uh, producers of reality TV in the early 2000s. Mark Burnett. Yes, that's his name. Mark yes, Burnett. that's exactly yes, that's who it, it was. Yeah. And, you know, not to get off topic here, but that dude knows what he's doing. Like they say. There's no topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Topic? Exactly. We were totally off topic. Uh, uh, Mark Burnett, <laughs> if, if people don't, a lot of people don't remember this, but uh, UFC was floundering and ready to go out of business. And they, Mark Burnett came up with the Ultimate Fighter. And if it wasn't for the Ultimate Fighter, we wouldn't have UFC right now. Right. They would have been I done. even watched Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> Then, then Meltzer. I mean, a bunch of meatheads. McGregor over. What's that? <laughs> then Meltzer wouldn't be able to vote Conor McGregor over Seth Rollins for Performer of the Year in his <laughs> ranking. So think about where we would be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any final? So, sorry. Thoughts? Yeah. Just to confirm, they did apparently recently, I guess, take Lucha Underground off Netflix, but it is on Tubi, which yeah. is completely free. So go go in there, check it out. Yeah, you have yeah. to watch some car commercials, but you have to probably you you have could, to watch. Or you can live that elite dangerous lifestyle and pirate, pirate, pirate that shit. Man, elite dangerous. We are elite. We're the, living elite dangerous, I, brother. Yeah, just go to go to the I Indy system, Farkas stock. Watch it, pirate Farkas stock in the I Indy system. <laughs> oh my god! I wish I knew what you were talking oh, about. It's, uh, it's, it's, we got a, a group text between uh, us two and our cousin, where you're basically, if anybody didn't know what we were talking about, you're speaking a fucking code. Okay. Like, yo, the, guy, the guy's like the guy's like 3.7 light seconds behind me, and then I gotta drop out a drop out of hyperspace. It's so stupid. Yeah. Right. Another another thing that isn't on our outline, and maybe you guys caught this in the news. Speaking of Lucha Underground, remember Sexy Star? Yeah. Sexy Star had an MMA fight. She got the living shit kicked out of her. <laughs> surprising oh no <laughs> she, apparently she was like three and two or something like that and then she just got beat down in this one the referee stop yeah. referee stoppage she was pretty yeah. bummed that's all i got oh it happened what are you gonna do all right let's move it on happens. to nxt chris yeah let's move on to nxt i actually had some impact news oh give it to me and it doesn't yeah. involve anything in this that i talked about or maybe it does. No, no. Uh, we learned uh, something from Impact. Uh, you guys already knew this. It sucks. Uh, I'll put it out to the fans. Um, you know, it's kind of serious, weird thing that I want to bring up. You know, they say that all oh men are created oh equal. But <laughs> look at Scott Steiner and you look at Samoa Joe and you can see that statement. It's just not true. Oh, yes. You see, normally, if you go one-on-one -on -one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But Steiner is a genetic freak, and he's not normal. Is he? So you got a 25% at best at beat Steiner. At best. Then when you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning go drastic, go down. <laughs> you see the three-way. There's a three-way. There was a three-way at sacrifice. You got a 33 and one-third chance of winning. But Steiner, he got a 66 and two-third chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat Steiner. He's not even going to try. Preach, brother. So you look at Samoa Joe, you take his 
33 and one third chance minus Steiner's 25% chance. And he got an eight and one third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take Steiner 75% chance of winning. If he was, if we was to go one-on-one and then add 66, (laughs) two third percent Steiner got a one, four, 141, two third chance of winning at sacrifice. See Joe, the numbers don't lie. They never did lie. And they spelt disaster for you at Sacrifice. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. One of the greatest Jim brought of that up. But yes, I think it is the best promo of all yeah. time. I mean, they, they managed to take his madness and um, make it eternal. Beautiful. That was not so, that was not Pythagoras. That was Scott Steiner. Just in case yes, you it was. That's true. <laughs> Pythagoras. All right, let's move on to NXT because uh, I didn't even watch the pack this week. Um, all right, what do we got? Uh, Mercedes Martinez is going to wrestle Dakota Kai. Uh, she gets the win after uh, Raquel Gonzalez just has had enough of her interferes in the match, throws her through that cage. Um, the cage, meaning the the area that through, plastic cage, yeah, around the around where the, the ring. People are supposed to be, but they're not because they always go to the one side, the hard camera side, when they do stuff like that. Uh, um, so, uh, we're going to get a Mercedes Martinez, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, uh, I think match in two weeks. Great. Next day. I mean, which I, is, I mean, I, let's, let's talk about this for a second. This is leading to an eventual Dakota Kai screwing over Gonzalez, right? Dakota Kai is a complete slime ball and Gonzalez is, Gonzalez is acting a little facey. Yes, I was going to say uh, Raquel Gonzalez is a babyface. Yes, she I think definitely she's always, comes off. I think that. she's always been a babyface. Yes. Like I don't think she's really, and I'm not going to say she's not a good heel, but she's kind of like the writing has been on the wall for her being a babyface since she's kind of come out. I right. mean, because she doesn't do the Weasley shit. The Weasley shit's all left up to Dakota Kai. So yeah, she's gonna. Well, I would assume she was gonna. She's gonna Eventually. turn on her. Fair- so, like when we get to the next takeover, whenever that's going to be, we might get Dakota Kai versus. Yeah, I would, I would think so. Dallas, which would I be would fucking so. awesome, and I hope Dakota Kai is Oh, 100%. Bad. Oh, God. Dakota Kai is such yeah. a good heel, man. She's great. But here's, here's the thing about professional wrestling, or any story, any story at all. You, even when it's obvious, it can still be good. Even when you know something's going to happen. It can still be executed well, and it still can be an enjoy- enjoyable. And if they, with Dakota Kai, we know she's going to turn on her, and I can I, I I can almost guarantee it's going to be amazing when it happens. Just the way she was clutching onto the belt at one point, mm-hmm. she was carrying it. It was just like yep. little subtle stuff that if you've never yeah. seen wrestling before, you might miss. But since you've seen it a bunch of times, it's classic stuff, and I can see it happening. And this was an excellent match, by the way. This was fucking a lot yeah, of fun. It was really good. It was interference it was at the end, but it was a lot of fun. Brandon, did you catch it? I did catch this. Yeah, I was glad that you tagged it on at the end because um, besides some other things that distracted me during the episode this week that we'll get to, this first match, I just thought this was awesome. After I watched it directly after AEW this morning, which was which is just Dude Fest 2021. Right. And this hot start between these two, very fun. Chris? No, that's, uh, I think you guys nailed it. Let's move on, sir. Um, I'm not a big fan of this guy, but I like talking about him because he really gets on my nerves. 
Uh, Cameron Grimes got foiled again. He went to a watch store and bought a watch. But somebody else bought a better watch, and it was the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. (laughs) Because, you know, Cameron Grimes, I love it because Cameron Grimes is now going at it with Ted DiBiase because Cameron Grimes is rich due to something everybody pretty much forgot about already. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, didn't he get rich because of GameStop? Yep. Yeah, when was the last time I heard anything about that? No, now it's Dogecoin. Oh, is that what it is now? Yeah, I dude, once again, we're we're into this uh, doggy coin. Uh, we're we're into this. Uh, what do you call it? The sphere uh, of, the, of sphere discussion that you don't understand. That I just do not get, man. It goes right over my head. Brandon, then, you catch um, this? Yeah, I don't know how you don't like this guy. This this is fucking hilarious. He's like in the watch shop. He demands. I think he said the most expensive watch in the city. And then they hit, they flash a big to be continued at the end. Like at the very least, you have to leave just being like, "What the fuck was that?" But in a good way. Also, so when, he bit, when he bit into the gold coin and it was chocolate. Oh, that was <laughs> so <funny>. stupid. <laughs> I loved it. Okay, all right. Listen, I'm gonna tell you exactly why he gets on my nerves. Because you hate let Southerners. Me re- let me rephrase. Let me rephrase how I'm saying. Let me just rephrase how I'm going to explain how I feel about him. Okay. He gets on my nerves. That does not necessarily mean that I hate him. He just is annoying as fuck. The reason, which means he's a good heel, because he's getting on my nerves. The reason why I I can't stand looking at him is because he looks like he's going to come into the bar and then eventually get annoying, and I'm going to have to throw him the fuck out because I've thrown that looking dude out so many times over the past five years. I love that. I mean, I hate it. I feel bad for you that your job has infected every single aspect of your life. No, no. The long-haired beard dudes have fucking ruined it for all. All the real long-haired beard dudes have ruined it for the fake evil long-haired beard dudes on TV for me. I'm like, oh, no, this guy. Especially when he makes those faces. <laughs> so bad. Hey, man. I, I, I I'm, bar- Look, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing, which means he's doing a great job. I've, I've bartended a couple of... Uh... Fish and uh, events uh, like that, and uh, that's who he reminds me yeah, of. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against his fish fans, but you got some shitty fucking people out there. You know what I'm he reminds like me Cam- of? Brandon, go ahead. I'm waiting for like a Cameron Grimes brand, like one of those Brick Man shampoo soaps or something. I'm buying it on the WWE shop. It smells <laughs> like Julie. <laughs> yes, yes. All natural ingredients. Dirt. Does your your, crimes everything you wash body wash from the WWE (laughs) show? What does it always say? Your soap smells like shit, and it said that on the ad. (laughs) Do you know your soap smells like shit? And then a girl comes up to the guy and sniffs him. It's like, oh, (laughs) oh god. Next up, um, yeah. So uh, what else we got? Um. Indy Hartwell was an absolute genius this oh week. Oh my god! She is the—I mean, it's, she's the highlight of NXT right now. Um, so earlier on in the show, Frankie Monet shows up during a um, a promo with uh, cringe numbers one and two. Uh, that's uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, and tells she has flowers for them, and she tells them that they were sent by Dexter Loomis. Did she say that? Oh, yeah. She showed she up. She read the card, but did it say Dexter Loomis in the card? You don't know that. 
We don't know that. Why? Frank, look, Frankie Monet is up she, to no good. Yep, she's, she's manipulating. It's manipulating people, right? Then we find out through L.A. Knight that it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Dexter Loomis, but it was L.A. Knight that gave Indy Hartwell twinkles in her eyes and tingles in her loins. <laughs> Fucking dumb, I love it. Dude, this episode was so dumb and so fun. And Listen, then, I love the I love the fact that the bouquet <laughs> they show them the bouquets and they're like, Oh, it's this is from somebody that likes you and she goes, and uh Amber Moon looks at her and goes, That ain't for me. I'm married. I love that little <laughs> I didn't hear her say that, that I little like, bit. I love that. Man. Liked, it was great. I liked that the two of them fought over who was getting them. When yeah, they like, found out Dexter Lewis. They didn't want him. They didn't want him anymore. Right. So, what's, this, what's LA Knight called? Dexter Loomis? Some kind of mustachioed something? I can't. I wish I could. I don't have it written down, but. He's got so much, dude. He's got he's so pretty good, much. Man. He is good in the ring, and, you know, he's. I I didn't like his original promos, were very. Um, they were very uh, cookie cutter. Uh, he was doing promos like this is how a heel wrestler does a promo. Well, that's but that's once, listen, that's yeah. definitely considering that L.A. Knight's I, I feel like Brandon and I are L.A. Knight apologists on the show. But considering L.A. Knight's a veteran, I'm going to assume that they were told him like whoever was working backstage was like, all right, ease into this first before you start right. really, going, really laying in. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because then once he's been on television and he's been like wrestling, he's been brilliant at everything so I, I have no complaints with that dude um and the whole episode she's every time they show indy hartwell she's like behaving like a teenager with a really like sulking she's, very upset. she's sulking she's, the whole episode the lovelorn teenager all right so anyway uh now my my, my well I, i'm not gonna say forget it. we'll just keep going because um they're doing some reruns on uh, nxt which really kind of grinds my gears but tugboat the sequel a.k.a. Bronson Reed, gets uh, another shot at the North American title. He beats Austin Theory. Um, there's a little distraction, which gets him the win, because Loomis comes to ringside, and he's slowly pursuing Indy Hartwell, which is kind of fun, but kind of creepy. Well, it's totally creepy. Time. It's 100% creepy. Yeah. It's like, what is going on here? And she's run. No, 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 get away from me. And she's running from him. She gets in the ring, and then she starts screaming at him that he talks too much. That was so good. <laughs> shut uh, it, shut yeah, up, you talk great. too much. He shut up, spoke you talk a word. too much. <laughs> right. And Indy, so Indy Hartwell was good the entire uh, for that entire match, but the uh, the rest of them, it's the same thing over and over again. But, you know, wasn't entirely not entertaining. Um, We didn't have Jaya Lee for a while. She came back. Got a did promo, a really, right? We just got a promo. Did a really cool promo yeah. in uh, in Cantonese. Um, anyone who stands in between Tian Sha and Destiny will fall. Yep. And then is it it now is Tian Sha the the group or is it the is it the woman with the makeup? I think Tian Sha was the woman. I think it might be the group now. It's the group now. Okay. I don't know. So, this is seems like it's an evolving storyline. We yeah, haven't gotten like, a single already, reveal. Yeah, so um, the woman with the makeup and the ratty hair lifted her head up, blew smoke on the screen, and that was the end of that. Yeah, she got what's-her-name really stoned. 
Katie oh. Canzaro and her partner, whoever Katie Canzaro is. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, Kaden Carter. Yeah, if she laid that smoke. She gave that shotgun. She, gave, she got, got away with such a high, high. Brandon, thoughts on any of this? No, I missed this part of it, so I don't have anything. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. You were, you were, you were, you were, uh, you were wiped out from having to watch um, dubs. Uh, a dub. Chris taking a big glass of water. Yeah, yes. Sorry, bad timing to say the least. <laughs> um, Stay he's knocking, now he's knocking over cans of monster uh, <laughs> watermelon. What flavor? Um, right. Yeah. Uh, Ultra What's watermelon. That? Is that the watermelon? Why is it orange? Yeah, but look at the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. The sides are reddish pink. It's ultra it's orange it's got, on my camera. <laughs> it's got taurine and zero sugar. El carnitine. Yes, I love some el carnitine. Loaded with the el carnitine. El carnitine. Aaliyah and Jesse Kamehameha. Uh, they're going to get a win over what? Cringe 1 and 2. <laughs> just skip over this part and just get to the juicy part. Oh, man. No, because, Don't talk about no, the match. I mean, I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm not talking about the match. They, well, there was no match. They're going to win over the tag team champions because the tag team champions get beaten with cake and flowers and they can't compete by um, uh, Johnny Gargano's wife. What's her name? Candice LeRae and and Indy Hartwell. Yeah. Candice LeRae's husband is Johnny Johnny Gargano. Yeah. I don't care about Candice LeRae, neither do I. And Johnny Johnny Hartwell. um, That's fine. Johnny Hartwell and and Austin LeRae. Um, and then the main event, which was a pretty good match, uh, you got Del Fantasma get to win over MSK and Kushida, which I actually have spelled out in all capital letters in my notes because excellent I, uh, MSK and Kushida, person. yes, yes, yeah, and Kushida. all capital um, Kushida found his shoes. We lost him last week. Mm-hmm. He had them on again this week. Probably wrestled with no shoes and was like, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore, and found himself some like wrestling, uh, amateur wrestling shoes. Um, good match. I mean, all these guys, it was entertaining. Um, and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, okay. okay. I have, I have thoughts about this. Okay. Good. This match was fucking awesome. Yes. And it was everything that dorks on the internet that love tag team wrestling and love to give five stars to tag team wrestling. Wouldn't look at this match and even think that it was close to five stars. It told lots of story. It put yes. over. MSK, whichever it is, MS or K, whatever guy ended up looking strongest, he looked fucking awesome because he survived multiple pinfalls, multiple finishers. That was uh, Fat Tom Hardy, right? No, the other guy. Oh, it was the other guy. Okay. Do we know who they are? I don't know. What it's is. Fat Tom Hardy and the other Brandon, dude. can you look up who's in MSK? Cause I... <laughs> it's Wesley and uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. So which one's Wesley? Uh, Wesley is Fat the Wentz. Yes. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz and and Wesley and Wesley. Nash Carter. Nash, Nash, Carter, Nash Carter. Carter. Nash Carter is Fat Tom Hardy. Real name Zach Wentz. Okay. So I totally lost my train of thought because <laughs> they told multiple stories. Yes. Um, Wesley looked like looked put him over because he kicked out of multiple pinfalls. Right. Also, Kushida just got attacked the whole match, so he didn't look terrible. He no. looked incapacitated. Right. And Legato Fantasmo, in, in particular, um, uh, El Fantasmo. What the hell is his name? The main leader of Legato. Oh, that's um, 
That's uh, Santos Escobar. Yes, Quint- King Cuerno was uh, looked like a fucking jerk. This was a great match. This built yeah, a it was really fucking good. story. Unlike, built two stories. I hate to compare these shows, but AEW has fucking tag matches that don't tell fucking stories. They're just long, and then people say that they're the best match of the year. And this match was way more exciting and told a, told a much better story than most of the AEW matches when it comes to tag team wrestling. This was very well done. I really enjoyed this match. This was a great main event. I thought it was awesome. Can I? Can I? Uh, can I? further your point by yes. giving you an example. So um, I'm going to name a tag match that really nothing happened. There were no flips. There were no big spots. It was just straight story. Nothing really happened, and all of us loved it. And it was the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omas yes. from WrestleMania. Nothing happened during that match. It was a story build. It was it, The build was, let's get Omas in the ring. Yeah. And it took months to get to it. It took months to get to it. And then it took the entire match to get to. They didn't rely on any major spots, right? They just kind of technically kept him in the corner. They didn't really do much. They talked a lot of shit. And then when Omos came in, he beat the crap out of him. And this and match, this match had, had over, like it had big spots. And it had yes, it did. ridiculous moves. Moves that you're just like, what the? I've never seen this before. If you haven't followed these guys before. But you're like... This is friggin' ridiculous. And Kushida looks like, you know, like ground-based fucking nightmare cruiserweight that no one's going to be able to beat. But mm-hmm. three of the guys had to attack him, take him out of the match, to the point that there was one guy who looked fucking fantastic. The one dude against the yeah. other three guys, he looked great in this match. This yeah. was a well-told story. Everybody looked great in it. And it was just... And it was... This it is was, storytelling, man. Yeah, it was... The heels, the heels took out... What was it? By the end of it, the two guys were taken out, and they beat a guy until he just couldn't fight anymore. Yeah, Fat Tom Hardy, they beat him. Yeah, Fat Tom. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it had a strategy to it. It wasn't like it was just a bunch of shit thrown together. I mean, you had a lot of high spots in it, or a lot of spots in that match. But like you said, they, there was a strategy. There was a story. Um, they eventually just ended up with one dude in the ring. Yeah, which is what him. tag wrestling yep. should be like. And they beat him until he just could not fight anymore. So... Yeah. I'm in 100% in agreement. This yeah, I love the main event. Once good. again, once again, we can agree best wrestling show on television. Right. Uh, Brandon, thoughts on the match? Did you catch it? I did not. No, I. Uh, no one mentioned the fact. I think when we talked about the Sakuraba shorts, I did not realize that Kushida still comes out with the Abercrombie and Fitch denim and the vest, but with Sakuraba shorts on <laughs> yes. the bottom half. Yes. That's yes. fucking awesome. Yes. <laughs> He hasn't Marty totally McFly. given up on his old look. He wants people at home to still recognize him. <laughs> uh, Adam Cole promo. What about that, Chris? Uh, classic. Yeah. Classic old school promo. Not much to it. Beach um, like poolside type of poolside. Yeah. It was good that he uh, after they ended the the promo, he he was on the phone to start the promo, and the guy was waiting on him, and he told him, "I'm ready when you are." And then at the end. He yelled at him for being unprofessional. Yes. Uh, Adam Cole yelled at the interviewer for being yes. unprofessional and make him wait. And then he yelled at him for having the interview poolside in the hot in the heat, and he was sweating. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, it was a good look. It was, it was a good, good promo. It was good. He's he's really good at what he does. It's exactly what you expect from the guy. Um, and it was like a classic wrestling heel, uh, uh, what we call it, exclusive. Right. 
Right. Well, it's a sit down interview. Oh, we're going to so. talk. We're going to talk about a wrestling heel exclusive in a few minutes. Well, you know, I want to if, if we're on the same page, I can take I can I can give you an even more shocking development that happened in wrestling this week. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Drake works. Drake works. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's see. Point. Let's see where we are in our outline. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I'm just saying he still managed to be employed this week. That's all I'm saying. Employed. All right, final thoughts on AEW or on uh, NXT. Brandon? And we're not going to talk about this guy yet? Uh, we're That's, about this, to. These are my... Oh, we're about to. Chris, you got any final right. thoughts on the episode of NXT? No, I, I, I think we covered it. Best show in the week. Yeah. Consistently. All right. So... Speaking of QAnon T. Marshall Alex Jones, one of his underlings, because QAnon T. Marshall Alex Jones actually created Q. It's in his name. One of his underlings, a Mr. Drake Wartz, went absolutely insane this week. He's been a little crazy. We've mentioned him before. He decided to go in a local... Uh, what would we call it? A city council meeting? City council. City council sure, meeting. So he went in and he waited in his queue to because it's all remote and you can't go in there and scream at them. You have to do it remotely. He decided at work he was going to sit in the queue to have his chance to speak to city council because city council is making us wear masks. And with masks on, we can't identify child abductors and we have to save the children. Chris, NXT's your shot. Go ahead, Chris. What do you think about Drake Wirtz not getting fired this week? Well, look, you know, the reason why I say that it was shocking he was still employed is, first of all, he was doing it with his fucking work shirt on. Work shirt on. And it looked like he was in an office. Yeah. Um, you know, if you work at Staples and you go to a bar and get into a fight and get locked up in your Staples shirt, you're probably not going to have a job that week. That's They're true. probably going to fire you. So that's number one. Um, I can't wrap my head around any of this behavior, um, you know, because I'm such a rational individual. <laughs> now, I, 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 it's, it's, I don't even. The only thing I can think of with him is, is that I want to know how much, if any, of his behavior is being driven by his brain being rattled inside of his skull over all those years of doing death matches. That is a good point. He because might, yeah, he, he he's, he, this is, I mean, the multiple Twitter handles that he had a while ago. <laughs> I right? didn't even know that. Yeah, this came up, this came up years ago, right, Jim, or last year? Mm -hmm. You know, and you know me, like, I had to be explained, explained to well into QAnon, QAnon, what it even was, I had never heard of it. I will be the one that say that I was the first one to expose you to it. Can I be the... Yes, you were. You and were. Yeah, you I kept on mentioning were. it. <laughs> you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know what you were talking about. Because, <laughs> listeners, um, I was a believer. I'm kidding. I <laughs> some, somebody's going to just clip that out, and then you're... Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm going to lose my job that I, no, I am really. the boss of. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that number one, number two, um, you know, we always laugh about Alex, uh, QT Marshall, Alex Jones, the real Alex Jones. One day I was sitting in my basement and I was flipping through the channels and there was a front line on Alex Jones and I watched it and I watched Alex Jones do years ago 
what he was on his internet show, what Drake Wirtz was doing during that city council meeting, mm-hmm. which was crying about the children. Yes, the poor children. So, I, look, I don't know. I don't. Is this a situation where have these people all just been duped and they just believe it so much that they're crying for the children? That is, uh, that's what cult being in a cult is all about. Brandon, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, please do, because I can't wrap my head around it and articulate what I'm trying to say. Yeah, the sad part is is after recently traveling to Florida, I had a great vacation, by the way, but this was, wasn't was particularly surprising to me. This is, this is somewhat in line with the uh, attitude of the entire state down there, but what Chris said earlier, I texted these guys immediately, it was like, this is CTE, because it's not making a lot of sense. He's immediately crying that he can't control his emotions, mm. screaming at these people that he doesn't even know about the the concept being that the people dying of the coronavirus are much less important than the people that are being abducted by masked N95 masked Im- abductors. Im- of so course, well, let's let's preface that with imaginarily abducted people, people that he I, believes I, are yeah. being abducted. This is my big point: is that we, where is this happening? Have, is there any like no N95 masked? But don't you understand? Like, you, the, the media is <laughs> lying to you, Brandon. The media is lying. It's all happening everywhere, right in front of our eyes. But we're being lied to. We're all being lied to. It's like, it's like it's like Harry. It's like Harry. It's like Harry. That's me crying. It's like Harry <laughs> Potter, right? Like we don't want to see the magic. So we just don't see the magic. Oh, my God. But it's happening all around us. Harry Potter's Q. There you go. Oh, my God. This is another one of those fun things I'm forced to to rationalize in my head due to the existence of this show. So I'm like, I haven't watched NXT. I'm going to fire it up this week. The only thing I've seen is this Drake Wirtz crying Twitter video that's your, and immediately that's your, like, refereeing like the first match and I'm like ah oh, this is cool I don't I don't care I'll watch this guy referee it doesn't that's matter your, that's me. your promo bit that's your promo bit to get yeah. into it I mean if, if for I, I'm assuming that NXT still does pre-taped or are they doing them live every week I have no idea <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's all pre-taped as long as it's not in front of an audience yeah, even right. if it's earlier on that day right or also an hour also Fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Road Dog. <laughs> Road Dog's another one. Road Dog supports all his theories. By Road the way, Dog's Road... behind him? Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, oh, you didn't know. He almost died <laughs> oh. for some reason. I don't know why. Because <laughs> he had a heart attack or something. He did? Why isn't he dead yet? <laughs> I don't know. You better ask somebody. <laughs> <laughs> or ask better call somebody, Jim, yeah, if you don't know why call. he's not dead yet. I <laughs> hope you think anybody back there when he had his his heart attack hit him with a yo ass better call somebody? <laughs> please, please. Oh, please. Die, somebody should do that famous stupid dance he did on his corpse. Who? Who? Call someone. Call call nine one one or three one one. I'm in Florida. It might be three one one. Someone help me. You better call somebody. Somebody. But really, I'm dying. I. I so for all right. So we said that, I said this. I've said this a bunch of times. First of all. I don't feel that professional wrestlers exist in a world that anybody else lives in. Of course, they of they course. exist in their own fucking world. Of course. To anybody out there that believes in any kind of conspiracy theory, this is my argument against them all. Okay? Especially when they're mass conspiracy theories. Get five of your friends together and try to agree on some place to go to dinner. Yeah. 
and you're going to get thousands of people to agree on keeping a secret, ain't going to fucking happen. Right. This is fucking idiotic. Not to mention, you you know, that's to, the thing. You ever, try to, you ever try to catch a bus in Philadelphia? They can't coordinate the buses. Yeah, but no they're shit. they're all working against us. They're all working against us to keep us, uh, well, now they won't have to because they've all managed to work against us to put robots in vaccines to control us. I wish. Nanobots. Bill Gates. Ooh, maybe that's why they got divorced. That's probably why. They're going to kill. She caught him like, Aah! No, they. A child. They're gonna. They're gonna split all the income. Why are you in here? <laughs> Rending child flesh. Sorry. It, hey, QAnon listeners, we're really sorry. <laughs> I listen. Listen. I just don't want anybody to call me stupid. That's. I actually am Q. I am Q. I'm but Q. Not, but not the Q anon. It's the I'm the Q from Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> when I first heard it, I was like, wait a minute, a Q? Omnipotent space alien. Your shit's happening? I just like that this is a relative non-issue as far as the company's concerned, that this guy just, in his work shirt, just screamed at the city council. In tears. A, a, a right. absurd conspiracy theory, and it's just like, Move on. Doesn't even touch the stock. Nobody cares. Keep him and get him on TV the next night. Make sure he's working that. Doesn't matter at all. Make sure he's working that. (laughs) Yeah. That triple threat match next weekend. I gotta have him in the middle of it. Yeah. I mean, how how? I can't rely on anyone else. How important is this dude? He's very orange too. I'm looking at the. Oh yeah. yeah. He used to be he used to be called orange referee. That's what they used to refer him as. (laughs) Jesus. He lives in Florida. Go get a fucking tan. Nobody's going to kidnap you. I don't want skin cancer. I know. Spray I on. Need, what is the stuff called that they suck from the lobes oh, of children? Uh, uh, adrenochrome. Uh, adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Yeah. adrenochrome. Brandon has done adrenochrome. I've only sniffed it. I've never. I'm I've never. 200 years it. old, dude. I'm, it's been a good. <laughs> I've been I've on lived, adrenochrome for 180 I've years. A, I've been doing adrenochrome <laughs> for so long. This is what I decided to do, a stupid wrestling podcast with my 200 years of experience <laughs> in adrenochrome. <laughs> All right, oh, let's you're immortal. You yes. can get, move you can... on. Let's please move on. Right. Fuck. <laughs> Too much. What a fucking asshole. All right, real quick, I'm just going to go over some stuff in Japan. All right. Because there was a really good uh, show this past <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm completely. I'm completely. Are they on top? Of, yeah, that's the top of the bus. Yes, I'm that's. At Brandon's background. Uh, right, so Chris is looking at Brandon's like a table. Uh, Skype it looked like a table screen. with a bunch of copiers on it. No, it's. <laughs> that's the top of the bus. No, that's a, the tour bus uh, figure four. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Gotcha. So Tokyo Joshi Pro had a really big show, and I'm going to carry. Uh, I mentioned it before. I'm going to uh, cover Tokyo Joshi Pro above the other ones because most likely Tokyo Joshi Pro and DDT are going to have. Pro, uh, talent that's going to show up in AEW. So we're most likely to see them on US TV. So they had a really big show. It was called Yes! Wonderland 2021. <laughs> so anyway, there was um, a couple of really good matches that I'd say you go out of your way to watch. Um, one of them, and I'm going to mention this because it had, number one, it had uh, Maki Ito in it. But I'm going to mention it because we talked about poor storyline and how to build people 
and how to bring them into a new company and build them. So one of the big things about this match is there is a girl named Yuki Arai. It's her debut match. She was a member, is a member of this big pop group called SKE48. They're huge in Japan, not much so much so out of Japan. She's got minimal experience in wrestling. She showed up for a couple T, uh, uh, DDT shows and did like spot things. and But she's been training and she wants to be a wrestler now. So she's in this match and huge, like, let me, let me, let me just preface this by saying that everything's shut down in Japan. You can't go in places right now. They're, they're getting, going through their fourth wave and everything's on lockdown. So they're in an empty arena. So this was supposed to be a huge fucking show because this girl was in this show. So TJPW went out of their way to put on a very entertaining show. And this girl's in this match. And just for a small, like, just an example of good storytelling. This is her first match. She's a huge star outside of wrestling. One of the small storylines was that she kept trying to do a, a body slam. And she couldn't do it because she's not a wrestler. She was new to it, so she kept trying to do a body slam, and then she couldn't do it. And she ends up losing. She takes the pinfall. She's the bigger star than any of these people involved in this match in the real world. But the whole story was that she wasn't good enough to be a pro wrestler. And down the line, eventually she will become, like, probably one of the bigger stars if she sticks with it. But Maki Ito gets the pin. Maki Ito teases her, just tells her how, like, this isn't the idol world which Maki Ito is familiar with. This is pro wrestling. This is the real deal. You need to work harder, but I'll be here when you come in the other end or come out of the other end of all your training. It was a really good match. It was a lot of fun. I definitely, I'd, I'd say, go out of your way to watch that just to see like a young girl who's going to be a star. Go out of your way and watch that. This match, this entire show in general, was a lot of fun. Chris, you got any questions, thoughts? No, no. And then, of course, the main event, which was a big one. Um, the champion is Rika Tatsumi, who is the dragon girl. If it involves dragon in the name of it, she does the move. Dragon, <laughs> dragon screw leg oh, whip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm, I noticed that. Yeah, yes. dragon screw leg whip. She does all the dragon stuff, including including all the hip attacks. So it's, it, she's influenced by uh, 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 all dragon people and all hip people. And she went against Mayo Yamashita, or Mio Yamashima, Yamashita, who is basically the ace of their company. Big kicks, big big thrust punches and kicks and shit like that. Mio Yamashita wins. It was an amazing match. I say you go out of your way to watch it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Rika Tatsumi was kind of this placeholder champion, in my opinion, because Yuka Sakazaki had to be in the AW tournament, and they weren't, I don't think DDT or TJPW wanted their champion to take a pin from someone. So they put the title on Rika Tatsumi, who was a very, she's fun, and she's like, Anybody who's an ass attack wrestler, I'm not a big fan of, but she does a pretty good job with it. Ass attack is just silly. Koshinaki is one guy. He's back in the day. He's being an ass attack guy. I'm not a big fan of it. But uh, Mio Yamashita wins. Ass attack. What's that? What's that? In case anyone's confused by that term. Define ass attack. Uh, okay, so you know Asuka. Not Rikishi. Well, Rikishi does the yeah he does the ass in the face <laughs> in the corner whatever that was called. Stink face. Stink face. Um, Oscar does the hip. They call it the hip attack. It's basically throwing your ass at someone. <laughs> I don't know how someone gets stuck with this gimmick. I don't get it. 
What's Taguchi his name? Funky does weapon. Yeah. Yeah, Funky Weapon. Taguchi does it too. But, um, Rugby guy. Yeah. But uh, Mio Yamashita wins. But the big thing the big thing coming out of that and the big thing coming out of this match is that there's a huge show called Cyber Fest Cyber Fight Festival. And it's going to include DDT, TJPW, Pro Wrestling Noah, Basar, all the companies that are underneath uh, uh, what the fuck's the name of the company? I think it's called Cyberfight. Cyberfight's the company that owns all of these these federations. And they're going to have this huge show, which, I mean, just to go through it real quick to name some of the matches, this is going to be one of these things that's going to be like world, like people are going to be talking about this for a while and be hyped up, up about it that are dorks like us that watch wrestling. So one of the matches is June. It's DDT title. It's Jun Akiyama versus uh, Harashima, who, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's like the baby face of DDT. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah, we got Muto versus, Ooh. yeah, it's, yeah, he's still the champ. <laughs> oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, they're, they're building a big show. Lots of dudes. They're, they're building a big show around this, and TJPW wanted to put their best people into it. So you got Mio Yamashita, and she's going to go against Yuka Sakazaki, who won a triple threat to uh, face for the title. So this should be a lot of fun. It should be a fun show. And, uh, you know, there's basics about storytelling and wrestling. And one of the things that DDT and, well, not DDT, but uh, TJPW does is just basic storytelling. Here's two people. They don't like each other. Here's the end game. You know what I mean? There's not, there's no factions. There's no bullshit. It's that's that's all there is to it. Any questions, thoughts, concerns, anything? No. No, it doesn't sound that complicated to set up a situation and then have two people behave accordingly within that situation, right? Right. It's we're not asking for that much, but when it's done, it's very satisfying. Right. All right, we're going to talk about the unmentionable company who's hired an unmentionable man and keeps him there as their champion. Um, real quick, uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi lost the Never Open Weight title to Jay White. Never Open Weight title. When you think Never Open Weight title, what do you think? You think hard hitting, you think fast, high action, headbutting, elbows. I don't know. What do you think? Like 20 minutes, 25 minutes the matches are? This fucking match was 39 minutes long. <laughs> So, and also, night two. 39. Yes, 39 minutes long. Next night of Wrestling Duntaku, we get the champion, Billy the Birdman, beats Shingo Takage. You want to get? You want to guess? Bird. You want to guess how long this match was? An hour. 45 fucking minutes for a Wrestling Duntaku show. <laughs> what the f- like? I, as a long time huge fan of new new japan pro wrestling i find it absolutely unbearable at this point like there's so many reasons not to like it (laughs) that it's just like you know (laughs) toriano was in the fucking semi-main event like what the fuck what the fuck i'm so glad i'm not watching speaking of uh fish fans earlier uh, i myself have been to a a fish concert Mm -hmm. Even I know, after 25 minutes, nobody wants to hear this, the same song anymore. Just wrap it up. We don't need a 40-minute jam. Excellent. Let's fly like an eagle to the sea. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. 
into the future. Speaking of time, it's Wrestling Rewind Review. It's oh. Chris's turn. And yes, this week is. he chose, and I tracked oh. it, and I think the time frame is 84, 85. I'm not sure exactly when. 80, it would be 84. He was five. Uh, the, okay, so we'll, we'll get into this. And it'll, oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll so give you a little... if, if you guys want to uh, play along with us, and if you haven't watched already, Go on YouTube and look up at home with at home with Dr. D. David Schultz. Runs about I think about eight minutes. And we're about to yeah, talk. it's about seven, seven, eight minutes. Seven, eight, maybe nine, something like that. Ten, maybe twelve, not five. So we're going to talk about that, Chris. Let's get a little background on at home with Dr. D. David Schultz. Yeah, so uh, if you're not familiar with Dr. D. David Schultz, uh, he was uh, just before WrestleMania, which was in 85, he looked like he was rising up the ranks to be the, uh, you know, the guy who was going to fight with Hogan uh, before the whole rock and wrestling connection. This is earlier on that year. Um, He was a heel. He was probably one of the worst heels (laughs) in wrestling at that point. Um, Worst meaning... like vicious, horrible human being, horrible yes, human being. vicious, horrible, horrible human being. Not only, I don't know him as a, you know, in, in storyline wise. So starts out, we're going to head down. We find out from Mean Gene that we're going to head down to rural, rural Tennessee. Suburban. Suburban. Or, or rural. Or rural. That's what he's got. Suburban <laughs> or rural Tennessee. Because it's not quite, I don't think there's too many log cabins. In the uh, handmade log cabins, he made it. Handmade, my, he made it. My own made, handy's hands. His own hands, his own hands made this log cabins. So now, you know, I was watching. I just started getting into wrestling at the time. He's one of the earliest heels I can remember. And he answers the door, and he's nice when he answers the door. You know, and you're like, oh man, this guy, maybe this guy isn't that bad. Now you got to remember, I'm nine years old at this point, maybe eight. Well, that's about five seconds. He's worse than you actually think he is. <laughs> Brings you to the house. He introduces to his wife. His kids are there. He tells his kids to get out, get in the other room. His wife sits down next to him on the couch. She's crowding him. He needs space. He shoves her over. Okay. He space over here. All right, let's take a break for a second. Brandon, any thoughts up to this point? Yeah, the one thing that, that maybe Chris didn't capture to this point is – while this may be perceived as humorous, the ambiance is very dark. It's almost oh, yes. like you're entering into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or yes. something. It's a, yes. There's a this crackling not, in the background. Yes. This is not um, – this isn't a, a 1990s wrestling uh, – you know, we're going to go see um, Kenny Omega at his mansion. There's a painting of him on the wall and – Nakazawa's answering the door with a headset on. There's no feeling of comedy. There's no comedy in this. This is serious business. And like you said, perfect example. I mean, this is horror movie-esque. Yes. So much right? so that the I mean, first scene is the cows and their cows the ass. The cows. Which right. remi- immediately reminds you of, you hear the cows and you see the, <laughs> the log cabin. You're log like, cabin. oh, God, Texas. His leather face is coming out the front door. Also, he refers to his children as heathens. Heathen. Yes, he does. He goes the heathens over here. <laughs> He's heathens. He calls his wife woman. Yes. And I gotta say, at first his wife ain't taking no shit. 
No, she ain't. No, <laughs> she's like. And, well, and yeah, a, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, there's a few points in this, in this, uh, in this, this little thing, this little promo. There's a few points in them where you almost get the feeling that the actors were getting no direction. Like they don't know if they're supposed to be scared or think it's funny. So are they? they are they actors? Or yes, is that they his are. Wife and they, kid? No, no, no. They were actors. They were this actors. Kid. I found that out on the dark side of the ring that they okay. did with that. They were all actors. It wasn't his house. I don't think any of that shit. But refers to her as a woman. He's always telling. She's telling him to shut them kids up. Yep. Put supper on the table. I mean, it's every awful abusive male stereotypical behavior that you can imagine there's dogs guy crying in the background yes i mean it's like it's like what where are they what's going on and when's he breaking out a meat hook to hang the cameraman by brandon any more thoughts i don't know if this was just the youtube video conversion but it's like that old home video crackling that's happening underneath everything and they long periods of silence i was it changes my perspective a little bit hearing that there were actors that makes me think this is amazing because i watched this directly after the show last week with my girlfriend and she asked me to turn it off three times she was so so creeped out like you were so so excited it was so disturbing it's great that you were excited to watch it. you were like oh my god i can't wait to and, like, the whole time he's sitting on the couch, after he kicks his whole family into the kitchen, he's sitting on the couch. And the way the light is catching his head, all you can see is this massive gigging scar Oh, my on his God, forehead. the scars on his forehead. It was just like, oh, my God, what the fuck? So he's abusing the shit out of everybody. He says, he says like, sometimes I like to when he does the hand and he's going to smack them all. Yeah. You're like, oh, God. Everybody, right? He goes through this whole spiel about how he was, like, destined for greatness. And at one point he says, I put in the go to the space shuttle. (laughs) 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 He's out of his fucking mind. Oh, so good. Continue, Chris. When they fought, so anyway. Mind you, this is just in the living room before we even get to the kitchen. We haven't gotten we to the kitchen. Gotten... This is where it gets good. He goes through this whole thing. He, like, is basically abusive to his entire family, and then blaming and then them he for tries not to, being and able to go. Like, I'm not. I'm not really a bad person. I'm not. I don't really act like I do when I'm at home. I don't act like I do in the ring. And then yeah. we get and to the kitchen. And then he proceeds to behave the same way he behaves in the ring. <laughs> go ahead. And you know what? The brilliance of it, because always remember. Really good heels think what they're doing is right. Yeah, he's the victim in all of this. Yes. We get to the kitchen. The dishes aren't done. The food. If you could imagine, the kitchen was not up to par to host guests, especially guests with video cameras. No, the food wasn't enough food. It was fried chicken and pizza. So it was leftovers. What is this? What is this? And then he, she says, well, you didn't tell me we were going to have company. I would have made something right. And his response, you calling me a liar? <laughs> he looks at the kid. <laughs> the kid is the best. This is where, because he's looking at the kid and he's yelling at the kid. First of all, he says, he's the worst dude ever. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Before, Before we get to that. Before we get to that. Hold on. Before we get to that. He walks around the table. He smacks his head on the chandelier. <laughs> and he says, he says to his wife, like, you moved a table? 
<laughs> she goes, well, we had company. And he goes, do you know how expensive this is? It is the cheapest looking chandelier I've ever seen. What so, oh, no, nothing. I heard something in the background. <laughs> Dr. D. David Schultz breaking in to take me away. Um, yeah, so he goes in the kitchen, bangs his head in the chandelier, talks about how expensive this piece of shit was. Sees dishes in the sink and asks his wife, what is this, the city dump? Unbelievable. And they sit down, the kid's smiling at him, and he's going to slap the kid. And this is where the bad direction is because the kid's starting to laugh. Yes. Right? And this is where the bad, like, because, like, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's fucking hilarious. And I remember, this is the moment I remembered as a kid getting scared. I started getting scared here. Like, oh, God. <laughs> and I'm watching it. This is Saturday morning at like 10 a.m. I get <laughs> sitting there down the shore watching this. Like, oh, right. Tells him going to slap him. The kids are fucking ta- terrified. He eventually throws everybody out except for the one kid. They all get thrown out. First, he's going, eat. You going to eat? Eat some bread. Have some more bread. He's throwing bread at people. throwing bread at people? <laughs> I'm I'm in, interested in this because I went the route of Chris at nine years old and was somewhat terrified by him for the majority of this. So he, I appreciate your guys ability to extract humor out of this, but this looked like someone just got their ass kicked before the, the crew showed up. And there's like this layer of, of, of t- tension over Everybody's the entire terrified. home, yeah, like but then the the bread situation for to me broke it, and I'm like, all right, this is this is getting WWE here. <gasps> you have bread, take some bread, everybody, take he some is, bread, eat some bread, get out. Bread at get and then he throws him out. He tells the kid that he was gonna slap in the face to give him that. Give me that tea over there, and the kid gives him the tea. He and says, this "Give me is, that I, tea. You ain't gonna drink it. You ain't gonna drink it." <laughs> he picks up the tea. And knocks it over. And the look on his face when he knocks that it was, over, that was, that's what terrified That me. was growing up right there. That was everything that, about growing up. Right. Spilling like something. Spilled it, spilling something in the terror. Yep. I mean, and I'll tell you what. Like, as being in the service, service industry, when kids spill things, I always make sure that everybody knows what a, how it's not a big deal. Yes. Right. Oh, don't. Oh, oh, look, don't worry about it. I got it. It happens. That kind of thing. Yeah. That's, I mean, even with like when when my kid was growing up and when she was little and she would come over and spill something just from growing up in a house where you died if you spilled something. Yes. That <laughs> that spilling something was not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Because it, it's not yeah, a big deal. It's just whatever. Right. It'd be different if it was like gasoline. It's a fucking iced tea. It's iced tea. Not that big a deal. <laughs> So anyway, the kid spills the tea, throws everybody out of the room. Then he starts yelling at the camera crew because now all his family's gone. He's going to turn on them. (laughs) Chases the camera crew outside. You making a fool out of me? And uh, I think I caught everything. I think that was it. He made made plenty of uh, fool out of himself. Brandon. Out of himself. What do you got? I didn't realize until after I watched it that that – this is the same guy that slapped John Stossel. Oh yeah. Well, I think we, we will review. This. We will watch that entire Actually, segment at some point. I don't even do. I, 
So I was going to bring this up because, I, you know, it's been done to death, that segment. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think we can pretty much, if you don't mind going another minute, just tell the story of, of, of this is, this is essentially the story of Dr. D. David Schultz in the WWF and in wrestling in America in general. Or we can cover it another time. It's yeah, we can cover it another time. That's fine. I, um, but, uh, we're going to have another Dr. D. David Schultz based episode. <laughs> we should. Why not? The no, guy deserves I, more. I, you know, if you wanted to get a, like, to get a heel over in the 80s, all you had to do was have him treat women and kids like shit. Yep. That was a formula. Million dollar man kicking the basketball. Yep. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, the things that we just talked about with the John Stossel incident, which we'll get into at a later date, is, you know, he, this is a guy that, uh, it happened in 84 was the Stossel incident. Right around that same time, you have him and you have Hogan and Piper the following March or April, whenever it was at Mania, Mania One. This doesn't happen with, um, with Stossel, the whole Stossel incident, and he gets fired. In my opinion, Dr. D. Davis Schultz is the main event. I don't know about Mania One, but he's definitely he's probably the main event at Mania Two with Hogan. Hmm. You know? Wow. So, I mean, this like was... this guy, like we, we, we joke about it because, first of all, we know it's fake. It's so off the wall. It's ridiculous. Um, he was legitimately believable at being absolutely evil. And when he wrestled, he was fucking horrible. He was a big like, guy, too. And he was big. Yeah. And he was the perfect foil you know, I don't know the timeline of how everything built up with Hogan and Roddy Piper, but if this doesn't happen, if the timeline hasn't for Hogan and Roddy Piper hasn't started yet, this might be your WrestleMania one uh, main event. Mm. You know what I mean? Interesting. It was almost too close to home to be entirely fake. Like there was something there, but it made me think how many guys today would you be able to get away with seven and a half straight minutes, single shot, just letting them go off. Oh, now it be that nobody. entertaining. Nobody. Yeah. This, you know what this oozes? This oozes like early Stone Cold Steve Austin. This whole thing. Yeah, it really. That's does. what it feels like. It feels like that segment with Stone Cold and um, Brian Pillman with the gun and everything. Oh like, gosh. Like the whole thing just like oozes that. Like just seems the same thing. Like where it's a little too real feeling yeah and as much as he's like you're right there there's some lack of direction parts of this but from my mind compared to the standard of what we've been watching eight hours a week of for, for the past couple of months i'm like holy shit i can't believe this guy's going from this to this to this not messing up no doing something else crazy it all That's kind all of him. makes sense it's not breaking character it's i like, think i think i think chris when he mentions i mean I'm, I'm speaking for you but i think when you mention lack of direction you're talking about the Everybody besides Dr. Day, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the actual actors that they had hired. It's yeah, almost kids. like in the it's beginning. It's probably they, somebody's yeah, nephew or something. Yeah, they don't know how to behave. And, you know, by all accounts, look, by all accounts that I've ever heard through any kind of interview or anything where anybody talks about Dr. D. David Schultz, he's out of his mind, but he's in real life. And this could be bullshit. I don't know. But in real life, not that guy. Right. Like he's a wild man, but he's a good guy. And usually good guys play the best bad guys. Right. Right? Because they know so, who they aren't. 
<laughs> he was probably you, – you can look at something like that. You could see a situation where this guy is probably talking to the kids, right, being real nice and really supportive and telling them what they're going to do. And then afterwards, he turns on this evil character, and the kids are going, but the guy was so nice before. I don't know if he's being serious now. It's the kid on and the right. That, the like, kid on the right get, was laughing. Yeah, the kid on the right. The what kid on the left at? was scared to death. The, the kid on the left was <laughs> I gotta but, give I gotta give props to the three liter of doc, Dr Pepper on the table though. I'm a big fan of Dr Pepper. So I, I, yeah. I would not three drink liters three liters. I can barely drink about six liters. I mean, uh, six ounces. Six so, ounces. Of six it. ounces of it. So, uh, props to three liters of Dr Pepper. Hey, any final thoughts? One of my it's, earliest memories of professional wrestling. I'll never forget it. There's a couple things. There's another one that we'll talk about, and if Jim thinks about it long enough, we'll know what I'm talking about, that these were the things that put the hook in me. And you can see why. Yeah. I mean, you really could see why. You're like, whoa, that reminds me of me growing up. And I kids. and listen, <laughs> here's the other thing. Well, here's the other thing. I see that guy, and I say, and I'm only going to use this man's name is because he was at the top of the heap in 1984. Uh, fuck him. But I see that guy, and I would say to myself, I can't wait for Hulk Hogan to beat him up. To beat up. the shit out of him. Yeah. Absolutely. Good guy's going to beat his ass. They're going <laughs> to tell that story over the course of two fucking years. They're not going to do it in two weeks. Brandon, final thoughts on this. Yeah, here's some advice for whatever heel, I don't know, Butcher in the Blade you want to really get into your role, carve a, a half-inch deep vertical gash down the center of your forehead. That'll, that'll really go a long way with selling you as, as an absolute monster. Leaves <laughs> a terrifying shit. shadow. Yeah. <laughs> right, right down between his eyes from, from oh. forehead to his nose. There was a period where I thought he had like – I thought it was Giuliani with the dye running down his head. <laughs> so it's my turn. Now, last week I blew it. And I have a feeling that my section is going to be the dork section. We're going to be talking about like star ratings and stuff like that, which I didn't want it to be. I want it to be a little bit more fun, but I have the Japanese section. I'm going to be handling a lot of the women's wrestling. But I figured since Brandon and I have been talking about Bull Nakano, Bull Nakano. Ooh. Yeah. So I figured I would go with one of her best matches, and she is seriously one of my favorites of all time. Complete monster heel. The She came to the United States. She wrestled in WWE. She wrestled in WCW after. She came to WCW after a cocaine bust. Um, but I figured I would go with one of her best matches first. I'm going to go with the Bull Nakano versus Aja Kong. It's a cage death match. If you can look it up, Google it. It's from November 14th of 1990. Go check that out. It's easy to find. It's on YouTube. Make sure you don't get a version with um, somebody fucking analyzing it because there's plenty of those. Get one that has the original Japanese commentary. You won't know what the fuck is going on. And then listen to us, and I'll give you all the background on the match. What do you guys think? Brandon. I can't wait. Brandon, I ask you. Good. Yeah, here we go on YouTube. It's 30 minutes and nine nine seconds long. I Probably think. the longest segment we've done. Okay. Let's do it. I yeah, Jimmy sent me a. Is it Nakano or Nakano? It's Nakano. 
Nakano. Yeah, Nakano. Um, That's the way Japanese yeah, pronounce it. It's Buru one of the more Nakano. Not the longest Wikipedia, but one of the more interesting ones. It made her way to the WWF at the time, got kicked out for cocaine, went to WCW, then went on to the LG, LPGA. I was like, holy shit, what? Yes, this, this bro, woman has had several golfer. acts to her, to her life. Ended up losing, I think awesome she lost 120 pounds to be an LPGA. She's super skinny now. Yes, yeah, frighteningly skinny when you look at pictures are now compared to compared. that. It's like, whoa, like, what how happened? Did, how did someone get that way? But I've got, I'll go through a, a real quick I, story I of hers. Sorry, just to say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry. This is the kind of stuff that I was looking forward to because this is someone, their prime before I was born, don't know much about it, aware of it. You know, let's go in this direction and uh, learn some stuff. So, Cool, cool. So, All right. Brent, let me ask here. you this. Let me ask you this. So you're telling me that seeing Bull Nakano because it was before you were born is more interesting than a man that tells you that man that gets your girlfriend to tell you to turn this off, please, over and over again. Four, four times in a matter of seven minutes and 35 seconds, she's like begging me to be like, I can't take this anymore. It's giving me goosebumps. It's kind of oh, creepy. Oh, man. Oh, God, so bad. He's waiting for me outside, I think. I, it's definitely <laughs> – I should give a trigger warning if you're going to watch this. If you ever suffered from any kind of physical or emotional abuse in your household growing up, it scared the shit out of you. Yeah, because I think we were in the midst of suffering from it. Well, I mean, we definitely were. We were alive. So <laughs> so we can laugh now, but we cried then. <laughs> Let's move on. Next up, SmackDown. Brandon, you're on. <laughs> oh, what a segue. <laughs> This was a this was a two hour long TV show. Things happen, you guys, know. Guys, Friday. Can I, can I interject real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. I'm gonna apologize. Chris is yawning again. He's very tired, very bored. Um. I have to admit, there's so many things about wrestling that I want to watch. I am just reading highlights when it comes to SmackDown and Raw until we get to the pay per view. I'm sorry. I know I've let everyone down. I can't do it. It's too bad. It's terrible. I can't watch it. I'm sorry. Well, hopefully you can change my mind. <laughs> yeah, it changes mind, Brandon, because, you know, watching yeah. the same show over and over every week is. Uh... <laughs> I watched that fucking it, it all happened when I watched that TJPW show. And I'm just like, this is fun. This is really fun to watch. This is pro wrestling and fun. And NXT was fun. Yeah. And then I have to drag myself through SmackDown through 20 minutes of promo every week it's just oh god but anyway convince me otherwise well, brandon yeah so i went to see billy joel last summer and he does a thing during his concerts called the fielder's choice where he'll name two songs and based on the applause that he receives that's what he'll play so with you guys i'll do a little bit of fielder's choice see if we can get you back into smackdown ooh, ooh, i like this i like this do this okay. every week would you be more interested in hearing about Tamina and Natalia versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax in a non-title tag team match, or Apollo Crews and Aziz versus Big E. I, wait, <laughs> these are my options. That's that's one of the two hours. So, all right, give me uh, give me um. Is there a women's option in the, in the second hour? Yeah, yeah. There is a women's option. I don't, in the I don't have too much on either of these. Yeah, we'll do. Give me Apollo Crews first. first. If there's no women in the second hour, give me Apollo Crews first. Or no. 
If well, there well, is women in the second hour, give me Apollo Crews first. This is Fielder's Choice. You can't pick both. No, this is bullshit. Gotta... No, I want to know what's in the second hour. I need a second option. I don't want to. I want to know about the women, but at the same time, <laughs> you don't want to know about any of these things. Okay. <laughs> it's a trick question, I, on, Jim. Right. Okay, I have. I have an actual. I have a yen. I got ten yen in front of me. I'm gonna flip right. it. Heads, it's Apollo Crews. Okay. That's it. Hitting the table. It's heads. Apollo Crews. It is. Oh boy. Okay. You wouldn't have time this. to flip that coin at a Billy Joel concert, Jim. People no, would have been going crazy yeah, all over was, you. People would be crying about an Italian restaurant and knocking into me. Yep. I was I was rooting for tails, but we'll go heads here. So we get Apollo Cruz. Sorry, sorry, I read it wrong. It was tails, tails, tails. Go ahead with tails. We get Apollo Cruz and Big E. Not about a four minute long match. Well, the obvious bad guys is, is the giant man in the camouflaged blazer. Hovering around the ring, waiting for <laughs> waiting for his moment to insert himself and land the new, I guess, finisher that ends all of Apollo Crews matches, which is a karate chop to the collarbone called the Nigerian nail. So, oh, you know, no, wait, wait, is it like a like a spike, like the Oriental thumb, spike, Oriental spike, thumb spike? It's or is it like downward angled chop into the collarbone of the opponent so it's like austin powers foot tall yes does he actually say judo chop when he does it no, no he it's, says it's nigerian, nigerian chop he says nigerian chop when he does it okay <laughs> sorry did i just so step on your second joke week in a row that this <laughs> is not the thing so uh, i think i picked there, wrong <laughs> i mean i don't know if there was a right this this is a trick question <laughs> The old Kobayashi Maru here. Anyway, with the, the only thing of note that happened is that Daniel Bryan is no longer on SmackDown. He loses his title match to Roman Reigns, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the, to me, one thing I wanted to mention here, I referenced earlier, Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega, in my mind at least, because I don't think Kenny Omega is funny, are playing a very similar role within these two programs. But the one thing that SmackDown does is that Roman Reigns at least applies logic to being the top guy on this show. And uh, last week, Cesaro and Daniel Bryan kind of unite and stick up for each other, and they're going to stand up to this guy. Daniel Bryan's campaigning for Cesaro. Well, what would the top guy do, the, the tribal chief? He comes out and he says, Cesaro, you stink. You don't deserve it no matter what he says. But Daniel Bryan, you're trying to be a nice guy. I'm going to fight you instead. Immediately dividing these two. The first, as soon as they try to gang up against him, he immediately puts a, something in, in the middle of their relationship, kicks Daniel Bryan's ass, chokes him out with the guillotine. It's very similar notes match-wise to what we would just watch at the uh, WrestleMania. And then Cesaro comes out, tries to stand up for him, and he has all of his boys beat his ass. And that's kind of how the show ends here, where there's – clear strategy he's got his posse but they each have their role they do something for him in a law in the telling of a logical story about someone controlling a two-hour wrestling tv show i'm Not liking i'm liking these logical stories me too why can't we have more of this makes my job so much easier yes it's enjoyable chris thoughts There's something so at any point during this, did one of his buddies inexplicably come flopping out of the back like a fish on the ground? 
or no? With like a Hannibal Lecter face mask on. Yeah, like a Hannibal. Did yeah. Yeah. Yo, so he did have something glasses. on his face. Okay, all right. Okay. No, no. I got nothing, honestly. Uh, I didn't watch this, so I got nothing. <laughs> Chris, when's the last time you watched SmackDown? I'm just curious. WrestleMania. Okay, Friday. Before. That was the last SmackDown I watched. Um, they really, it, you know, I mean, it's, it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't find it. I don't find any. It's, it's the one that gets cut off. And I'll tell you why. Because we, there's more opportunity for laughter and ridiculousness if I'm caught up on AEW than if I'm caught up on SmackDown. I That's that. basically the, that re- the only reason why I do it. Yeah. I try to watch. I only, only have time to watch so much. <laughs> I try to watch every single one of them just so I. <laughs> I don't know why I do it, but I've given up. I've given up. I'm bro- I'm a broken man. Give me something. <laughs> SmackDown's very much like a jack of all trades, master of none. Where it's not very funny. Half of the segments suck. There's a little bit of good wrestling, a little bit of something stupid that's maybe funny. Um, it's also on Friday nights. Like, who the hell wants to? From Friday from eight to ten, sit around and yeah, <laughs> and watch it's, this. See, I was know, able to watch it when when the bar was open and I didn't bring the staff back yet. Yet, and I was at the bar, I would just put it on. I would catch as much as I could of it. But now I have staff back, so <laughs> I go home for a little bit. <laughs> I hang out with my okay. wife. I come back just in time for SmackDown to be over. And she's watching SmackDown, so you just get your recap from yes, her. Yes, yes. I come in and, I'm, and she's like, I can't believe you missed Tamina. Tamina was just killing it this week. Apparently she had a very good promo. Did you catch this? Uh, I did catch it, but the thought very good promo did not cross my mind. But it, <laughs> I think the moment that they announced that a, a tag team match is happening between the tag team champions and someone else, but not for the tag team title, I immediately lose interest because, one, why would either party participate in this exchange of skills and strategy with no stakes? And then, of course, just as a fan, you know, well, the the non-champs are going to win, reveal all of their shit, and then lose when it matters. (laughs) Shall we move on to Raw? Let's do it. Uh... We got some big news out of Raw. Come on. Let's talk. Let's do it. Yeah, AJ Styles and Omos are back. And that's not the big news you're talking about. It wasn't I for know me. About. Is this the big news you're talking about? Well, no, it wasn't. But Okay. All right. No, it was good. I was I glad pre- to see them back. I predicted. We'll get to it. We'll get I, to it. What? AJ the Styles other and news? Omos? No, the other news. Let's go to AJ Styles and, and Omos. So, Omos. So... I predicted that they were on vacation this whole time, and, and they were. They were. They were. What a simple explanation for them not yeah, being we on TV. Away. Yep, we were on vacation. We were on vacation on a beach. The new day. The new day. were very upset that they were on vacation. How dare they enjoy themselves? How dare they enjoy themselves? The new day kind of. New day's weird because sometimes even as baby faces, they come off as like fucking self righteous dicks. Yes. They do that. Um, so. The only issue I have, so they basically, it's basically the same match that they have at Mania, where they're just going to double team AJ Styles, and then when Omos gets in, they're going to get beat up. What I don't like about this is, is that, can we say storyline, right? Not personal preferences. If you're looking at this, if it was a real sport. 
since AJ Styles is has been in WWE, he has been the best wrestler in WWE. Yes. Like I mean, I like don't think wins... much, there's much of an argument there. Daniel right. Bryan well, was gone saying... for a while. Daniel Bryan doesn't really work saying... that much. No, but I'm not even saying like, oh well, Daniel Bryan's better than him. I'm not saying like preferences is watching who the talent is. Right. I'm saying that if you were to look at like just say accomplishments, win loss record. Okay, accomplishments. AJ yes. Styles. AJ Styles. He's won. He's, he's always won at everything. The top. He's won everything, whether you like him or not. We're not talking about that. Right. Oscar and AJ this, Styles have won yeah, everything. So Oscar and AJ Styles. So we'll just say AJ Styles has just kicked everybody's ass. He's won the championship multiple times. He's won every championship there is to win. He's a Grand Slam champion now, right? But he gets in the ring in singles com- or tag team competition against the New Day, and then all of a sudden he cannot wrestle He's anymore. Weak. He's, He's weak. a weak one. He's weak. I, mean, I, I like it. I'm not complaining about it, but it's just something I noticed. Like, what? All of a sudden, this dude can't wrestle anymore? I like what they're doing, but once again, they're going to pull a, a WWE, and they are going to just beat you over the head with it. So eventually, it's just like, oh, God, we're doing this again. Brandon, um, Brandon thoughts? Why can't they just be good? What else is going on with the tag team titles? Why can't they just dominate? AJ Styles rocks, just like you said. Yeah. And Omos is insane. Just right. let them be good. That would be interesting enough. All of a sudden, he's the, weak, all of a sudden, he's, weak. The he's the weakest link all of a sudden. AJ right. Styles, like the one who has won more titles than anybody else in WWE in the last five years, now he's is like suddenly Miz. the weak like, guy. He's I, the weasel. Right. And but you're saying like and he's suddenly like the Miz, but the Miz is always a weasel. Right. Like that's his character. He's a heel. He's a weasel. I don't know. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Who cares? The match was fun. They're all good. AJ Styles is good at playing this role that he's been playing. Omos is awesome to watch him. The Newsday always rocks, so I'm not going to complain about Newsday. it. Newsday. I love it. The you, this is the second time you've called them the Newsday. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. They are the Newsday. The what is it? What the, is, what's the one? The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire. <laughs> the Daily Wire's <laughs> Day. Daily Wire is great. And, uh, yes. Um... Charlotte Flair has managed to get herself in the championship match at WrestleMania Backlash. It's going to be a triple threat along with the men's championships. Also going to be a triple threat. Uh, there's obviously something very strange. I don't know where they're going with this Charlotte Flair. Um, I want to say Deanna Perrazzo, but that's not her name. Sonya Deville. Um relationship here like she's in her pocket or something but then she yells at her i don't know if they're going anywhere with this or she's just trying to usurp adam pierce's power um are we talking about charlotte flair or who i'm no we're talking about, remember i haven't watched any of this so <laughs> so, so yeah so charlotte flair charlotte flair I'll, I'll tell you it all story charlotte flair comes out two weeks ago she was suspended and Sonya Deville came over from SmackDown as an official and reinstated her behind Adam Pierce's back. And they walked in the building together, kind of alluding to the fact that they have some sort of pact going on. This week, Charlotte Flair wrestled in a match against Dana Brooke. Oh, I saw that. Where, I saw that. Yeah. Where, okay. That so she, she took out her knee while she was doing this springboard elbow. Yes. Yeah. Um, and WWE decided that they were, of all the bad spots, they were going to put that one as their featured yeah. spot. Yeah. Um, so that match end, ends with Dana Brooke in a figure eight. She won't break the figure eight. 
Mandy Rose came down to the ring, dropkick Charlotte out of the ring. Looked like some big to-do was going to happen, but then Sonya Deville's music played because GMs have music. And they went to commercial and came back, and all the people that were involved in the fight, half of them were gone with no explanation. And then it was just Charlotte Flair and um, Sonya Deville in the ring. Charlotte Flair, which it seems that she's in league with Sonya Deville, then goes on this tear yelling at Sonya Deville about how she should be in this championship match at WrestleMania Backlash. So she's, and then, so she's now Adam Pierce lady version. Yes. And then <laughs> Sonya, Sonya Deville, if you. If, with plus music. So, yes. Well, Adam Pierce has it too. Sonya Deville is now sitting, standing in the ring. She's got this look on her face like stone, like totally blank look. I don't know how to explain it, like the dry sitcom, 80s sitcom, I'm sitting in the background look on her face. <laughs> and oh, I she know gets that her. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so she, 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 she puts Charlotte Flair in the championship match at Backlash. And that's it. I mean, there's really no, like, you know, then we get Asuka comes down, promo parade, Asuka, um, Rhea Ripley come down, they all argue, and then they go to commercial and they're all gone again. Very strange. Um, the only thing notable that happened on Raw last night was the impending return of Ava Marie. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So they're bringing Ava Marie back. She was standing on some sports car. I don't know what it was. All right. All right. Let me let me have an opinion on this. <laughs> all right. Okay. I Eva Marie went back to NXT. And she was good. She was good. Yeah. When she was with the WWE originally, her first run, she was not good. She went down to NXT. She started she started working on it. She got really good. And then she got fired. I don't know why. I don't know what the fuck happened. She got fired. She got let go. Then they let go all these people. <laughs> they let go. Yeah. They wait until they let go the fucking Iconics to bring back Eva Marie. I, I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. I don't. It doesn't make any sense. It's not like she's been wrestling the whole time. She hasn't been getting better the whole time. It's not like she went down to the Indies and started working shows. Eva Marie has been doing nothing but her own thing for the last what four years it's been that long yeah something like that three four years it's got to be three so, years at least i'm gonna do you remember we would watch hockey remember those <laughs> days when you and i would watch hockey i don't watch hockey anymore but yes i do have yeah, a pretty tattoo i don't i don't either but so do i but um <laughs> we would watch hockey and Ridiculous you often, little interaction there. <laughs> you would often you would often say, I want to know who's not on the team so Zach Ronaldo can get a spot. In the right, bench. exactly. Yeah, I don't get it. What did you fire people who could perform for to hire somebody that is at best a question mark? Right. You know, now that doesn't mean she wasn't down there. I would assume she hasn't been down the performance center because somebody would been like, I've seen Eva Marie in Florida. I mean, I mean, they they do. They still do a pretty good job of keeping secrets. But the problem that I'm I'm having is that, OK, even if she was down the performance center for like, let's say, the last three months, 
Yeah. She wasn't in the performance center for the last well, two years and <laughs> nine right. months. And <laughs> also, you know, to her credit, um, she she wasn't doing that well, but the women weren't doing anything. Right. Well, you mean when she it, first started. Yeah, and then yeah. they sent her down to NXT, and she did really well. And then they brought her – was the wardrobe malfunctions? Was that back when they brought her back up? Yes. And then she got fired. Well, she did this whole gimmick where she was walking to the ring, and it was like in a hazy thing. I thought it was fucking awesome. Like, oh, when the they, most when the beautiful woman the in the beautiful, world. The most beautiful. I fucking love that. It was so it. good. And then they fired and then, her. And, le- and, then, and then she was supposed to wrestle, like, say, a Becky Lynch, and then they would announce her, and then she wouldn't come out, and they would go – Ladies and gentlemen, we regret to inform you, due to uh, previous engagements, yes. Eva Marie will not appear. I loved it. I loved all it that. It was great. And then they didn't they didn't give us a payoff. They just fired her. And then they just fired her. Brandon, thoughts on this? You don't think Eva Marie rang them and what's-his-face came through with the trash bag and was like, Iconics, where's her stuff? Get him out of here. Eva Marie's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we only got room for one. Hold on, real quick. Did you hear that uh, Chelsea Green got her trash bag and it was filled with the wrong shit? No, I didn't it was filled that. with like oh stuff that was like natties, and <laughs> it was all different kind of have, shits. Did it have that Alistair Black T-shirt I bought when we went to NXT, and I don't <laughs> stole to the state on the why I bought it? You're a metalhead, brother. Brandon, good. She she got a certified G chain in her in her. In her bag. Oh. Marty Skrull underwear. That, that you can't teach. Oh, man. I don't know how much positive I have to say. By Monday night when the three-hour Raw comes on, the theme song to that show should be that Dinosaur Jr. song. I want to hear the cork pop and I feel the pain of everyone. <laughs> That's my mindset. Yes, excellent. Any but, Dinosaur uh, Jr. reference gets, gets applause on this. Again, we're like two hours, two sorry, two weeks away from this pay-per-view, and we're not really, uh, don't have much set in stone yet. Yeah, Usually we have, like, what do we got? Do we have any matches announced? We got yeah, three. Triple threats. Okay. Two championship triple threats. Go through the triple threats real quick. So you're going to have the Raw Women's Championship is going to be, excuse me, Raw Women's Championship is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. And then the Raw Men's Men's Championship is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Braun Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman versus uh, Bobby Lashley. Okay. And it's WrestleMania Backlash, so... Oh, we have Bianca Belair versus Bailey as well. Which I don't think was verified on on SmackDown. I think that might have preemptively made its way onto this Wikipedia page. It's on the Wick. Yeah, maybe maybe we should have watched The Bump. What is that? I don't know. show about cocaine? Yes. WWE's taunting back and forth. <laughs> the theme song is Welcome to WWE's <laughs> The Bump. <laughs> Too real. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Jackson Riker comes out of the bathroom and <laughs> all sweaty. Jackson Riker comes out and he's like, Who wants to go? Come on. Who wants to go to strip club? Oh, and I think there was, back to Raw, I think there was definitely a, a really good thing where uh, maybe it was SmackDown where some water got spilled and, and Nia Jax fell in the water. 
Oh no, there was a. a oh, slip oh yes, she, she's not. She, the old, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> she got slippy. She did a little three stooges. Yeah, dinner spoke. Was on SmackDown. Oh my god. I don't know if it was on SmackDown or Raw. The shittiest title in all of professional wrestling right now. I'm I mean, looking for really. this, like, uh, I'm not going to name the website, could, but I'm on. on could on have like stuck a, past me, Chris. I won't lie. Could have been on <laughs> I'm reading, like, the first thing it says on this website about reviews, because I don't watch this show anymore because I refuse to. Um, it's SmackDown. It's Bianca Belair kicks off SmackDown. Rating F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They ranked her an F. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it, man. I'm trying. I'm really trying. It's so hard. This is why we've been assigned shows, so we, we don't have all do have this. to watch them. Do you remember? Do you remember the Seinfeld where he where he where he found the Merv Griffin set? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's what the show is starting to feel like right now. Like we need animals. I want, it, I want and, it to be fun. Animals and 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 relationships. <laughs> I want it to be fun. It's not. Fun fucking WWE is not there, fun. You know, we 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 tried to. Well, look, you know, we didn't drone on about the bad. The bad just kind of comes out and yeah. punches us in the face, and there's nothing we can do about it. This was the perfect you know? review for uh, SmackDown and Raw. We did multiple choice with the first one. Yeah. And the second part was, yeah, this happened. Also, Eva Marie, that sucked. That's you know, like I I don't understand. Oh wait a minute, did we get any smack or did we get a smack? Did we get a um? Fiend. She so so fiend girl has her lady eyes fiend, on some lady fiend. Lady fiend. Fiendess. 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 Has her, the, the little <laughs> the doll the thing that <laughs> thing that she's hanging out with now. I'm scrolling through the review. Go ahead. Uh, she says that that the thing has a name. I I don't know. Um, I, every time it comes on, I jump behind my table like it's the beginning of Land of the Lost. No, no, anyway, no, nobody um, gets that reference at all. I know. I when I was little, there was a show and I was scared of it, and then I saw it as an adult, and I was very disappointed in myself that I was afraid of it. <laughs> anyway, um, I uh, yeah, I, she's she's alluding to the fact that there's going to be somebody she's going to go after, but they're going to this this they're going to build a story around this. Cool. Yeah. I have a sock. It's got little eyes and an ugly little face. Bye bye. I don't know. Did it bites the scary. Yeah, yeah, fucking dorks love this shit, man. Wrestling dorks love it. They're like, well, it's just the greatest horror storyline I've seen since The Conjuring. I just made that part up. <laughs> well, All right, we got anything else to add to this stupid ass podcast? Uh, No, (laughs) no, no, we don't. Okay, so let's move on to talking about Bull Nakano next week. Yes, yes, we're going to talk about Bull Nakano next week. We have uh, Blood and Guts next week as well, which guarantees to be disappointing. (laughs) Am I right, Brandon? Well, whether you're disappointed or not, that's up to you personally. Every situation in life. It's going to happen. It's about how yes. the expectations you set for it and how you react excellent. to it. Okay. All right, thanks. Our advice as, as a podcast would be to set them low so that you don't wind up disappointed. <laughs> thanks, Tony Robbins. Set them low. Set them, so low. <laughs> set them so low that when they fail, nobody even notices. <laughs> Quote Marge Simpson. Yeah. So, okay. So next week, if you uh, <laughs> want to play along with us, we are watching Bull Nakano versus Aja Kong. 
It's the Cage Death Match. It's from November 14th of 1990. AJW is the Federation. If you want to put that into uh, YouTube, it's available on there. Remember to watch the, the best one you can get, and usually that's the one that doesn't have American people telling you why something is so important. The importance of this match is a dork, dork, dork. <laughs> Wait, that kind of sounds like us. So if you want to let play along, <laughs> what's that? I said, let us do that. <laughs> we'll let be the dorks to you. tell you how important it is, especially me. I will be very stoked to talk about this. And then I get two in a row, and I have a feeling I'm going to have a little fun with number two. As I often do. When I poop, I have fun. All right, final thoughts. Let's get out of here. Let's go I got home. that right off the bat. Yeah, poop jokes. Yeah, we went Pythagoras. We went Land of the Lost. We went Texas Chainsaw Massacre. A lot of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We went cult. Poop jokes. Poop jokes. <laughs> no no uh, life leg piece shaped penises this week, though, unfortunately. Should be more every week. <laughs> All right, thanks oh, for joining us it. this week and join us here every week at Wrestling is Hard. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hard number four wrestling. Subscribe and follow. Tell your friends. And for Brandon and Jim, or I'm Jim. Brandon and Chris. My <laughs> name's Jim. I've had a couple Corona lights. <laughs> I'll meet you here next week. We all will. We'll meet you here next week. Bye bye. <laughs>